a toast then to righting the wrongs of the past and coming back on top. Cuddy. Cuddy. Hey guys, this is Ralph Macho. Hey, what's up, y'all? This is William Zapka. You're listening to Cobra Kai Companion, the podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Cobra Kai Companion, and I am Peter, and you guys joining me again for the recap of episode 502, Mole is Watch Party. How are you doing, sir? I am very good. Happy to be here, Peter. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've, I'm excited to talk about this episode, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, this episode is written by Joe Pierulli, uh, and also happy belated birthday. Um, and Luan Thomas, a writing duo there, uh, directed by Stephen uh, Suchita, uh, who also directed the first episode. Um, we had a lot of positive feedback about that first episode. Uh, you know, we picked up a you know a lot of new listeners. I got some new members um, who I believe found the pod and then joined the group. So uh, we're off to a pretty good start. I'm still kind of waiting on our fellow podcast buddies because i want to hear what everyone else has to say about you know these episodes as well mm-hmm. uh but um shout out to jeremy over at the cobra guys yeah i think what did he share he shared one of our what was it the first episode or he shared something recently it was basically like ckk coming in hot you know, this season or something like yeah, that yeah i saw you know? that yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah so um so i think this weekend i think they're doing 501 so definitely looking forward to that but uh how you been this this week you know this is uh second week in a row so so we're uh, yeah like he said we're off to a good start yeah i'm i'm excited to be doing this i've been uh hard at work trying to put out some uh videos get into some more analysis and stuff so i put out a couple been working actually some long (laughs) nights uh getting this done but yeah Getting through yeah, that. I understand that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I understand the long nights. Um, I, I mean, you know, to pimp out one of your recent videos, you did. Uh, what, what is it titled? Like, did did Hawk get nerfed or something like that? Yeah, yeah, it's Hawk nerfed. I, I picked that yeah, okay. up uh, from other people because uh, people kept saying that Hawk was nerfed. Hawk was nerfed. So I thought, you know what? I, I love Hawk. So let's look at that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoyed the video and I learned nerfed through your video. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, so there you go. Yeah, it's um. Yeah, it, it, it's a really great look at kind of the, the lack of Hawk, you know, and mm-hmm. actually some of the other characters, too. So you definitely touch on that. And, yeah, and Hawk sure and the big tree, yeah. Exactly. So I'm sure you'll be sprinkling some of that stuff in as we get to some of those episodes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely uh, no no Hawk in this episode. Unless, well, yeah, there's, but there's very few kids. There's just uh, Tori. Right, um, Kenny. There's a, Kenny's Kenny there, there briefly, I think. And then Miguel, obviously. But, right, um, right, right. Well, aside from the main four that like this whole season is about too, yeah. Um, so I guess the only little bit of news that has come out since we've last recorded is this uh, new return to the original series, uh, Karate Kid film that that uh, that has come out. Uh, what what have you read about this film? It, aside that it's, um, I guess they're shooting for like what is it, June or July of twenty twenty four. Um. Yeah. So what happened is apparently. You know, Sony put uh, a Karate Kid film on 
the the release date schedule yeah for like summer of 2024 i guess it was um which which a few months ago or whenever the heck it was uh there was word of like another karate kid film and then there was like a synopsis uh about something that was like the reverse where the the teenagers teaching the adults or something um and we're assuming this is the same but yeah so like this i don't i'm just skeptical about the whole thing because uh you know studios partially they have to like for like business reasons they have to like put release dates and stuff out way in advance uh because like they're required by law to predict income and such so so they're doing that so but that doesn't necessarily mean it'll ultimately happen so yeah it it actually um that news kind of reminds me of uh i'm forgetting the exact franchise i I feel like it's terminator like Mm -hmm. didn't didn't like something have to be announced for Terminator or like the rights would be released back to Cameron or, or something like that. Like I'm forgetting the details or was it, or was it well, that, that happens a lot actually. Okay. There's all sorts yeah. of like situations where, you know, if you don't put something out in the X number of years um, that happens. So yeah, that's, that's yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I just don't know is if this is really something that are happening or something I tend to think it's it's like a screenwriter wrote a script that was like a spin on the Karate Kid, and a producer got it and said, "Hey, how about instead of calling it a spin on Karate Kid, let's just call it the Karate Kid and call right. it a reboot or something." And you know, to try to just you know, it's it's just the business to build up interest in the, in the film and and it, like this producer's film, you know, took it to Sony. Sony's like, "Well, maybe let's we got this Cobra Kai, let's see," and then. So it's sitting there, but I don't know. Right. I guess the the other thing uh, to add, because like somebody has asked John about it, and they um, he says as much that there's no they have no involvement in the film. Yeah. I no, I don't no. know. I don't know if anyone speculated this or has said this anywhere on social media, but has anyone even considered that like w- what if this was like Cayman's Flying People movie? Or or like a a spinoff or a prequel or Young Miyagi or something to that effect. Just because like the choice words of like the return to the original Credit Kid series or or something like that. I'm forgetting the exact wording. Yeah, of it. return to the roots. The the problem is uh, the the way I see it is we're I'm not even sure where that phrase came from. Yeah, like did it come from Sony? Did it come from you know some producer or some marketing person? I don't know. And then, um, and then but I, I, saw... I get the impression it's not connected to the Miyagi verse, uh, based on what John said. Um, okay, yeah, I mean, because he said it's fair. not associated with Cobra Kai or something, which which I'm taking as the Miyagi verse. So, okay, and, and, and then... since we got a synopsis or some some sort of plot description for something like a month or two ago that was like a completely different um story, like a like a reverse of it, you know. Yeah, it just sounds and, and, different. And that's what I hate about like something like Twitter, for example, you know, because mm-hmm. I feel like I saw a tweet that tried confirming that, you know, Ralph and Billy were going to reprise the characters. And I'm thinking, how and at what capacity? You know, <laughs> like that this just makes no sense, you know? So it's mm-hmm. it's, it's very much like the, the game of telephone right now. It's just like, oh, credit kid film. Okay. And people are kind of making their own speculations. And at this point, nobody really knows what the hell is real and, and not. Um, right. But. 
but yeah, I already posted it on uh, Instagram because somebody did ask for my thoughts. I did a little brief, uh, ask me anything, and someone mentioned, you know, the film. What are your thoughts? And I said, I I feel like it's a little unfair to kind of judge something just like on the idea of it. You know, we we don't know mm -hmm. if it will actually be released. Uh, we don't know who's involved, writer, director, actors, all of that, because you know, humor me for a second. But let, let, let's just say that oh, oh, Kevin wrote it. Right. But but yeah, no Ralph, no Billy, no nothing like that. You you tell me that like a lot of people will not watch it, even if like Robert Mark came and penned the script, you know, for example. So I, I just think like it depends on who's involved. I I think people should kind of just kind of wait before they start uh, like boycotting a film, you know? <laughs> well, that's yeah. my two cents. <laughs> I, I'd watch it, right? I mean, if it's Robert Mark, Robert Mark Kamen, and it's if like it's Robert people. Mark Kamen, I'm skeptical of that. But, <laughs> okay, but sure, sure, sure. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. Well, I, I think that's pretty much it. Um, still no news about a season six. Uh, the guys are still working on Obliterated. Uh, there's a few interviews out there if you guys want to uh, check it out. Um, they're in their second month of production. Don't know how long it's going to go, but uh, what is it? Eight episodes? I I, I feel. I feel they were saying, but re recently, I think it was Hayden that tweeted it out. Basically, like, you guys have no idea, like, the shit that we just filmed. <laughs> you know, like, oh, I think John, yeah, John retweeted it or, or might have added to it. I think this is just a couple nights ago at the time of this recording, but um, something but exciting. They're, they're, it's an hour long show, right? So, I, okay, so if it's eight episodes, then. it's still, I think it's still more than like a Cobra Kai season would be. Right, that's that's fair. Okay, so yeah, we're looking uh, definitely more than three or four months then uh, in yeah. co comparison, you know, to, uh, to Cobra Kai. Yeah. Okay. Uh, all right. Uh, we will get into this again. We are talking about uh, Mole, episode two of season five. Uh, as per usual, the uh, synopsis is provided by Amy. Well, wait, uh, but can I yeah. stop you? Absolutely. What do you think the title mole means? I mean, like, why Why is this called mole? Okay, so I'm going to, I didn't look it up, but I'm going to assume stands for mole, right? Like like somebody infiltrating. No. Because like, no? I sent okay. you a picture of mole. It's Spanish. Where? Where's the picture? Oh, the, oh, the food. Okay. That's yeah. Mole? No kidding. Yeah, mole is is like a, like chocolate. Um, It's a, it's a Mexican dish. Okay. It's like it's like chocolate often served with chicken, like it's a pollo mole or something. Um, so it's That's like chocolate. It's yeah, it's not <laughs> sweet. It's okay. uh, a lot of times, and, and this is my only guess is a lot of times it's uh, made with chilies or something. Uh, so like uh, maybe spicy. So it's like it's not like chocolate, like a candy. It's like a like a chocolate dish um, with like uh, with but spicy or something. It's a different. Yeah. It's a different preparation. Uh, right. That is is popular in Mexico. You can go to probably a lot of Mexican restaurants would serve it. Maybe not Taco Bell, but but okay. um, you know a decent Mexican restaurant may have mole on the menu. Um, that's why I, for those who don't know, I had mole for dinner in preparation of this recording. <laughs> so. Okay, see, I, I I didn't know that's what it's called because that's why I asked you. I was like, hey, where's the chicharron? You know, and mm -hmm. um, uh, I I was almost like, okay, you're eating Mexican food for a episode about like the mexico storyline <laughs> you know so, yeah. so i didn't quite get it and it's, it's funny you bring this up because like in season one escalado like i remember like asking tom i was like hey what do you think that means he goes escalation i go that's what you would think right but i looked it up and it was skeleton skeleton you know? <laughs> yeah so yeah. it's so kind of different but same you know so like right. yeah I'm, I'm thinking mole but it's actually a dish 
Yeah, yeah, so, that's. Uh, but yeah. like, I don't know how it relates necessarily to this episode, um, except for maybe that there's chilies. Like, that's like the only connection I can think of. Um, or but, if you follow me on social media, you'll see that uh, Austin Powers is a fan of this episode. Mole, mole, mole. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I saw that Joe yeah. Pirole. He liked the uh, the tweet there uh, yeah. of that, basically saying that mole was his favorite uh, season five episode. <laughs> uh okay well there you go we we'd we be learning um did not know that for sure so i, I guess you know if, if what you're saying like the, the the dish is also cooked with like chilies i can see the connection there and yeah. the fact that it's like not even the translation right but just like on paper the word it looks like it could be mole uh which is definitely what this episode's about with the I, yeah, yeah yeah that's a weird i guess so um and I you look at mole, uh, like mole as well. What like, is uh, the Spanish word for mole? I don't yeah. actually know, um, because <laughs> I just see mole and I think of the the Mexican dish. Okay, <laughs> how about this? I will read the synopsis and you see if you can uh, find the, the Spanish translation for mole. Let me. Okay. Look. All right. So she says, we got a brief glimpse of a young chosen in flashback form training with his uncle, who we see has a very intense teaching style. In present day, Terry monologues in front of his students about Crease, the championship, and the strangers in the room, including chosen, who are trying out for a part in Terry's current psychotic break. Tori rolls in late and distracted, but Terry's in too good of a mood to care and instructs everybody to break off and warm up with the new guys. Chosen takes this opportunity to size up Tori. In Mexico, Johnny still doesn't understand enough Spanish to realize his van is about to be towed, and Robbie is full on board with finding Miguel if he doesn't kill his father first. They don't have a car, and they have little money, but thankfully, Robbie understands conversion rates, uh, watches a <laughs> lot of YouTube, and has an iron stomach. When they stumble into a hot pepper eating contest, they throw down and ca uh, the cash they have and go all in, and Robbie wins. There was some slight cheating involved, but they got the money they needed, and Johnny is proud of his kid, even if he pocketed the final chili. Side note, Robbie should have immediately thrown the pepper away and washed his hands for an hour. Uh, Miguel is still attempting to bond with Hector, uh, who is easily distracted and still weirdly committed to hanging out with the teenage boy he just met. Uh, he seems to want to impress him and takes him out to his uh, fight club. After getting a tip from Carmen, Johnny and Robbie show up there in their novelty FBI shirts and are immediately clocked by one of Hector's guys as a problem. Instead of taking a moment to glass, glace, glace at the back of the shirt, glance, glance at the back of the shirts when they walk by, he immediately calls to warn that the feds are there, which sends Hector into a paranoia spiral where he accuses Miguel of being a snitch, demands to see his phone, and then drags him out to another location where he'll lay low for a while until trouble passes. Miguel quickly realizes that Carmen was right. Hector is a little bonkers, and he has to get out, get out of there. For once, Johnny has excellent timing and shows up to reunite with Miguel and take him home. Miguel missed out on seeing Johnny take out an MMA fighter with the chili pepper that miraculously grew three sizes since the last time we saw it. Uh, <laughs> last time we saw it. So he has no idea why he's beaten and bloody, but he's known him long enough to not even ask. Back in the valley, Chosen and Terry have been getting to know each other for a couple of days, but Terry has come to the conclusion based on regional Japanese drinking expressions that Chosen is a rat and dramatically confronts him in the dojo with the other senseis. Chosen takes them down effortless, effortlessly, effortless, 
effortlessly lays his cards on the table and tells Terry to stand down, stop expanding, and stay away from the LaRussos. Terry is unmoved as he stands over the pile of sensei's chosen leaves behind. And as usual, she gets it all. Uh, I love that. Love, love the recap. Um, so first impressions, like what do you remember uh, when you first watched this episode? And um, just overall thoughts, I guess. Um, it's definitely a very intense episode. Um, for, yeah, it covers a lot and kind of lives uh, leaves you really excited, uh, especially with the uh, with the chosen finale there, uh, the fight. So yeah, very uh, very intense. It's it's a roller coaster actually. This is this is a good episode of a, of like a roller coaster where you're you're cheering and there's a lot of suspense. Yeah. I, I actually uh, I feel like I used that very you know similar phrase uh, like in in our notes together here you know like the mm-hmm. little chat that we have I said right yeah roller coaster of emotions you know you got the uh, I mean so, some people have cited this as an episode that made them cry you know uh, I I mentioned like somewhere on social media I said this was like crying Miguel season you know we we get like at mm-hmm. least three instances of uh, you know open mouth uh, crying Miguel which is like the saddest thing ever and um, but yeah you. you a lot of laughs, a lot of uh, emotional moments, but definitely intense uh, for sure. At least uh, three different scenes for me that stick out. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. let's dive into this. Uh, uh, real quick, on, yeah. on mole, mole, English to Spanish, but it's saying topo, but that's huh. I, it's referring to mole on your skin. Um, oh, so I I tried like searching spy or something, but I I couldn't find that. So, um, so um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Okay. Well, we tried. We tried. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure you know some of our uh, Spanish-speaking listeners will will definitely reach out and let us know. So, and then and then we can bring it up uh, next time. Which, by the way, reminds me, you had a note uh, that you weren't able to kind of get in on the first the the first review. Did you want to kind of bring that up again about the um, Miguel and Luis in the first episode? Oh, you know what? I'll bring it up when we get to them. Uh, okay. Cool. Uh, it, yeah, we might okay. as well just bring it up right there when we're we're there. Got it. Uh, so something that a lot of us did not expect, we get a flashback, uh, Okinawa, 1972, and Sato is training American soldiers, and we also see Young Chosen. Uh, I wrote down that this is, um, you know, perhaps uh, Sato is taken over at, at, as Guardian around this time, uh, mm-hmm. and also about 12 to 13 years before uh, his voice gets even huskier, you know, where he needs a <laughs> lozenge. <laughs> yeah. Uh that I think this is the best flashback of the series so far. I may have to say, okay. Yeah. Um, for I just I I am so in love with, uh, especially the young Sato. I, it's just like the way he nailed it is so amazing. Um, so yeah, this is this is my favorite one. Uh, and there's a lot of interesting stuff. Like this is a hard exercise. Uh, it, it it looks like there's they're bleeding. There's blood in the sand. I think for yeah. all of them except chosen. Um. And then we it's see, yeah, probably, it's probably the repetition, right? Like, how long have they actually been doing that? You know, they're they're, they're mm-hmm. strengthening their fingers, their hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, yeah, I I I can see that, and that's mm-hmm. why Young Chosen puts a little pillow, uh, in inside his uh, mm-hmm. whatever whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, he's he's very you know Sato's very aggressive, even even to his nephew. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're gonna find out a little bit later that uh, his father died at a at, you know when he was young. So this is probably you know around that time. But when I 
you know, and I remember kind of your reaction. You're like, oh, is that Sato? Is that is this chosen? Like you were really excited about it. Mm-hmm. And for me, like the what Sato's wearing is like, oh, that, that's what he wore in the second movie. Oh, that's what <laughs> yeah, Chosen that's wore. True. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the fist and everything. So mm-hmm. all very recognizable for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, the 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 um the actors who play both of those characters, uh, they look the part for sure. Yeah, look at nail it. Um, I like how Sato says here, he mentions strong mind, strong body, uh, which Chosen is going to repeat later. Um, So we see like also the origin of Chosen. I also think it's interesting, um, you know, Chosen in this episode, he talks a few times about cowardice. um, And like when Sato walks away, he puts the pillow back in the sand. which I always thought was was kind of interesting. Um that, you know, maybe our you know, this young chosen, he's he's still afraid of getting hurt or something. I think so. And I, I think that's gonna kind of play into like what we see in mm-hmm. the credit kit part two. Um, because because that was it when he's talking to Daniel a little bit later, where he um, you know, even when his uncle was teaching him about honor you know he was still kind of taking shortcuts just to kind of get ahead you know i'm paraphrasing what he says there uh and i i, I think maybe that maybe that's what it is like he's he, he's like wet behind the ears right like he's still yeah. a white belt mm-hmm. uh along with american soldiers which mm-hmm. i do like this too because even like sato tells tells these guys like you know uh, uh, american soldier training is not enough or, or something like that mm-hmm. you know um so yeah, I, I I can see you know why his voice gets the way it is. It's, it's all this screaming at the American soldiers. <laughs> so, but uh, sh- shout out to Joe uh, again, one of the writers of the, of the episode. He um three days before season five dropped, he uh, tweeted out a picture of Sato, and and he's been doing this too for the last few seasons. He says you know three days or you have to. He, he quotes Sato from the second movie, basically, and and I right. knew exactly what he was doing, and I said that I could hear the, I could hear this this picture or, or something like that, or hear this tweet. <laughs> I, I, exactly I think I remember that. Yeah, three days. Yeah, 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 yeah three days. Uh, anything else on this before we move on? Um, I, no, I think that's it. But yeah, just um, it it really sets up chosen. It sets up so much. That's why I love it. You know, uh, honor cowardice and young chosen great uh young sato there um so really looking it's, i think it's a great opening to the episode well absolutely yeah it, it's uh yeah great cold open and you you <laughs> mentioned it that uh what sato is saying here uh that that's some of this stuff has still stayed with chosen all this time you know again mm-hmm. he'll repeat it to tori later yeah. uh so present day cobra kai dojo this is the flagship in encino obviously uh cherry silver is addressing the class and updating them on crease uh which he says you know um he's kind of fallen to his demons and uh and also says he's not cobra kai but they are um in this part i did find interesting uh cherry silver says that he he brought in like the finest senseis like in the valley so did did he just put out like a um how did he quote unquote find them because he we're gonna find out that he doesn't even know chosen's name yet sensei joe yeah they just they just showed up i guess he uh aggressive uh job hunting or something um which i suppose is impossible if you know people and you have money you can call a you know headhunter or someone uh you know like like he could call ron up right from the the board and say who are some of the top senseis you know maybe the all valley board knows they give him some names and numbers and maybe he called some people as well as putting up advertisements somewhere 
Yeah, um, yeah. Because I think Chosen mentions, uh, or uh, I, I don't know if he specifically says hi, saw your ad or something, but you know, knew that he was looking to recruit Sensei. So, right, and it's it's funny because like we're gonna find out like this entire season, like Chosen just kind of drops like some of these lines or does something where you kind of question like. Well, how does he know to do that? Like, I'm, I, I kind of wonder. Like this, this Guy. Like, we're assuming that because we saw him what in the first episode with with Daniel, and he's wearing his like his master Guy, right? Like the, mm-hmm. the the black one that he's the got, dark one, yeah, mm-hmm. right. So you know, I kind of joked that he went to Frank Helmer and got like a white Guy for yeah. for this for this very uh, uh, exhibition slash like you know job recruiting thing. What what if he you know saw like the the line of senseis and like grabbed the last one? Beat him up and like took his key, kind of like the or like the way Miyagi took the belt in the first movie. He just like right. he grabbed it out of someone's bag and like, yeah, it, it's on brand. It's on yeah. brand, you know. So uh, I, I like to make little references to like space balls when I can. You know, it's, it's very much they just grab that last character and steal his uniform. Yeah. Um, let's see. I, I I thought it was also interesting that Tori was late. Um, why do you think that is? You you I you think. Seemed- I, I mean, there's certainly a lot of explanations you could get it, but I I I take it as just a an immediate way, like writing wise, it's just like she's not enthusiastic, right? So okay. she, even though she won, she's not like, oh, I'm I'm gonna get there fast. Like she's she's uh, this is causing her, you know, mental turmoil. She's she doesn't know what to think or to do. So um, so yeah, take it like maybe she's not as enthusiastic. Uh, okay, about getting okay. here at this yeah, point, yeah, yeah. right, right, because yeah, we, we're gonna get some, you know, some, some, a bit of an explanation from her part. You know, like when when mm-hmm. she's with chosen, he mm-hmm. clearly can can figure this out. Um, unless you have another idea about this, but I I feel like he takes on or chosen rather. I I feel like he kind of pairs up with Tori, knowing that she's a champ because mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's kind of more attention, you know, that he's gonna get from Terry Silver. Like, oh, let me go see. The sensei, you know, that's training my champ here. Let's see what this right. is about, right? More likely that he'll come and see chosen at that point. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, I I was wondering if ch- was chosen briefed on Tori, probably, but um, that's not entirely clear. If he does he knows... give her a, a look, right? He gives her yeah. a look when she walks in. Yeah. So, um, like I would, I would think so, but like then did Sam fill him in? I don't know. I mean, uh, but da- yeah. da- Daniel was definitely prepping him, or prepping mm-hmm. him later, I suppose. But uh, I mean, um, Amanda, because um, Amanda was helping her in season four, so so maybe there's a little bit of yeah. That but Amanda's too. not in with the, this whole like she doesn't know anything about the undercover stuff. So all oh, right, 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 say so. Yeah, so mm, good point. Okay, interesting. Uh, we cut to let's see oh wait, here. John, I had one yeah. more just note at the at the beginning. He says, and you could add call this insult to injury. He says, "Crease is not Cobra Kai," and that's like the exact opposite of what Crease said. I am Cobra right. Kai at the right, end of right. season four. So uh, I think Crease, uh, if he didn't like Silver before, saying Crease is not Cobra Kai, he, if he knew Silver said that, he'd be even angrier he'd break out of jail faster uh, but... now, now, now i'm wondering like uh for someone like edwin you know shout out to uh, aj hicks who i just recently mm-hmm. interviewed he's been around since season one you know what what does someone like edwin think you know to uh, who, who was under johnny and mm-hmm. then Kree takes over it's like no johnny's not cobra kai material and now uh, silver's like or uh crease is locked in jail and silver's over here talking about like no he's not cobra kai it's like someone like edwin's got to be confused right yeah yeah 
Because Edwin, oh. at the end of season two, Chris was like, Cobra Kai, I found it, it belongs to me, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's been it's been a revolving door of Cobra Kai senseis, for sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> we, we got a brand new one this season. <laughs> um, Johnny and Robbie, they're in Mexico. And Robbie just, uh, let's see, matched up like his phone and, and the map and figures out there's like restaurants and bars uh, in the area. Mm-hmm. Uh, Johnny's grabbing some food and they run into a gentleman who's admiring the the decals and graffiti on the uh, uh, Eagle Fang van. Yeah, I I think technically the graffiti's not on it yet. Uh, but yeah, he's admiring yes, right. the decals. Yeah, um, uh, Johnny's picking up some Spanish here. I mean, yeah, he knows he, some words, poquito. Yeah, yeah, he he does better than you would think. Um, I I said if if Robbie's supposed to be so street smart. Um, which he's been presented as, he would have had a translation app on his phone oh, and yeah. been able to handle this. So, uh, so I'm I'm calling this one on Robbie. Uh, he should have anticipated this. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I mean, and, and probably even a missed opportunity for Johnny Peak Johnny to be using that app like erroneously. You know, erroneously. Like he, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like like it's not even Spanish. It's like Portuguese or something. You know, because he <laughs> yeah. can't tell the difference. Well, maybe, maybe he does. So. Uh, I was tuning into a uh, live stream on Instagram with um, Sarah, who's the uh, host of uh, Talking Fanfic, and 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 Brianna. And mm-hmm. um, Brianna mentioned that she she in her headspace that uh, her headcanon that that uh, Rosa has been teaching um, Johnny some some Spanish. But I, I feel like just being around the Diaz's, you know, it's like he's picking some things up, right? Like he knows. Um... No, I don't know. Not the bananas, the other one. Uh, um, plantains. Plantains, yeah. Like, <laughs> like, I forgot, but yeah, like yeah, he yeah. knows that. So yeah, he's been picking some up. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he, he is definitely learning a, a little bit, but I, I do find it interesting here that, yeah, he's asking about this Hector to, to this guy, but the guy is like, no, dude, like I just I want you to move the van. And for some reason, Johnny thinks that he just wants money. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. Where, where'd you like, get that? Like he doesn't say anything about like De Niro or pesos. Like I, I don't get it. Yeah. Um, no explanation there. Uh, and so yeah, the van gets towed, and and I, I like uh, like there, there's that. It, it I feel like it, it is like a kind of a minor trope where like where um like something happens and like your your lead will grab something and chuck it at the person like driving away. <laughs> it's like what, what is that gonna do? <laughs> like yeah, it, 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 he wasn't even like running at like full speed either. That was barely half speed, but mm-hmm. you know it's already hooked mm-hmm. up. I, I guess what are you gonna do? But I mean he could have like if the window was down the driver's side window, he just grabbed the guy like through the window. <laughs> like stop, give me my van. I don't know. I thought that was an interesting thing, though. Why? Why do you think they're setting this up to have the van taken away? Is it just like more bonding between Johnny and uh, Robbie? Uh well, I mean, if you just look at it from a, a story structure, you know, they they need to create some obstacles, uh, you know, for for Johnny and Robbie, yeah, to bond and overcome, and and so that they don't find Miguel too fast. So right, right. Um, they're, they're they're too close, yeah. so they have to slow yeah. them down a little bit too. Yeah. So yeah. Okay, that's fair. Uh, where we cut to uh, at Hector's place, and Miguel comes down. I feel like this is uh, like the morning or something. Like, uh, yeah, you get the impression it's the morning. Yeah, Hector mentions something, and it, it sounds like Miguel had just gotten up, but uh, he's cooking, and this is where he gets to know a little bit uh, more about Miguel uh, mm-hmm. and and like the karate that he's done. And so you've mentioned this on your um, uh, live stream recently as well that. 
that Hector, it, it, it sounds like he would be kind of privy to like some, you know, champions, especially like coming out of California or something like that. Right. If, if that's kind of the, the dealing season too. Yeah. It, it, he seems authentic when, when Miguel says, um, you know, he won a karate championship in California. He seems like authentic when he's like, Oh, I, I'm surprised I haven't heard of you. Like, like it doesn't, he's not playing that like a joke. I, at least I don't think so. So yeah, right. it seems like he's really staying, uh, keeping tabs on like martial arts champions, you know, um, I think so. <laughs> around the world, uh, apparently. So, um, which and, could and, come up later, but yeah. Right. If not him, like, um, personally, like somebody that works for him, you know, like yeah. a scout, you know, or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah. Uh, so, Again, like everything they write is deliberate, so that that's mm-hmm. that, that's why yeah, I think some of us have our theories about Hector and like yeah. after season five, what goes um, next? Oh, go, going yeah. back to the, to the note I had last week, um, because this is where where he's like, oh, you have an American accent, and the one thing I forgot to mention is I think it uh, it gives him an excuse to switch to English, right for for basically the show purposes. Cause you know, they have a lot of these scenes in English. Like I, I honestly, I don't think they probably would normally, they would just stick with Spanish in real life, but, but, but it's a TV show. So they're, they find a reason to move to English. That's, that's what I think. Yeah. Uh, and, we, week, we, yeah. Right. We know Miguel understands and like, mm-hmm. he doesn't like always speak Spanish back to like Carmen or, mm-hmm. or Yaya, you know, so mm-hmm. it, it's easier on that, but also, um, it's the same thing with like you know this is jumping way ahead, but like I know some people have criticized why did uh why did chosen speak English while leaving the voicemail to Kumiko, you know? And uh, I want to give a shout out to Brianna for this too because again this is this is that Instagram live that she did because uh, I think Sarah actually asked uh, brought that up. I don't think it was her criticism, but that she knows that that's out there. Um, but also like the words like you know uh, um you know like. I, I should have brought you, right? Like it was, it was a mistake. Like I should have brought you those words in, in like, you know, Japanese w- w- may, may not hit as hard, you know, for the, like the English uh, speakers. Reading um, the subtitles. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So there's that, but also like, I, I guess it's kind of like a, a nod to like something. Um, uh, Mr. Miyagi says to Yukie in the second movie. And I had thought about that too. I completely forgot about that. So it's kind of like that's all not, you know, where he tells Yukie like something similar to that. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I do like that because that was also uh, in English. So mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. I feel like we, did we learn any more uh, about Hector too uh, at this point? Oh, um, he, he has no family. This, this, so this is about Luis and Maria. Yeah. They run by. Right. Yeah. Um, so apparently, uh, because of like the different angles and whatnot, I, I I hear that they had to run back and forth uh quite a few times just to you know for continuity. Right, I'm sure they did. Yeah, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Hector does reveal that he's uh no family and mm-hmm. he's uh he's been married once, but but she left. You know, I I I feel maybe it's in the group. Somebody might have a question like, "Hey, has anybody considered that maybe this still isn't the Hector?" and I didn't reply because you know it was it was part of the feedback, but I was thinking like I they've been spending a lot of time on like the fake Hector, you know, like I I don't see that, um, and everything's just too coincidental, you know, like oh he's also from Ecuador, we're we're gonna find out a little bit later here, mm-hmm. um, but what are your thoughts on the idea of having, uh, you know, M- Maria and 
um, having Luis uh, as from a former or a previous marriage? Um, I think it just keeps the relationship dynamics clean uh, that Miguel doesn't have a half brother. I mean, uh, so Luis would technically be a stepbrother. Um, but like, I think if it, if he were like a, a real half brother, at least, um, like, I think maybe Miguel may feel like, Hey, I want to get to know him or something. Uh, but if he is just like, a that's a, you know, a boy from another marriage, um, like Miguel may not necessarily feel any family obligation or something, you know, just for, for those reasons. Um, I, right. I think it just, it just keeps it clean, you know, for the story wise. So, right. It's uh, I was kind of like on on my first watch. I I def, definitely that was like a question I had, you know, to myself, and I was like, you know, yeah, because like for example, you know, with with Johnny, you know, he has to compete with the affections of like Robbie as well, um, and then so like with Luis not being Hector's like biological son, kind of like what you're saying, but for me to piggyback off of that, Miguel would have him all to himself, right? Like you know, if if, if things did work out best case scenario is like okay well i'm his, I'm his only son you know i i don't mm-hmm. have to compete with with little Luis, who's the half half brother uh kind of thing so right and if if he was like miguel's brother half brother like would miguel want to leave his brother with a very bad man um right you know so they, you, you go down that thing and you know you just you just start entering getting more and more like drama if that were the case so, right right okay um we let's see here. I want to make sure that I got everything. Um, one thing I did miss a little bit earlier, which uh, another peak Johnny moment, he didn't get his own metaphor, or at least you know, when Robbie says, Why don't we just climb up the tree? Or oh, something? the tree, yeah, that's <laughs> what, what, that's what a tree. Good what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah that was really good. Um, all right, so reveals no family. Ah, yes, and at this point, he invites Miguel to El Hoyo Verde. Uh, which is, I'm assuming, place he owns, right? I, I don't think he outright says that because he talks about the restaurant business too. Yeah, I don't, or maybe a part owner, or at least it's a it's a big place for him. He doesn't actually like explain a whole lot of what it is in the scene. So, yeah, um, yeah. okay. Uh, we go back to the dojo. Terry Silver has uh, the new sensei recruits work out with the students, and mm-hmm. Chosen tells the uh, Topanga sensei to make a like, make like a tree and leave. And so, yeah, yeah this is where he's with Tori. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned that you know she's not really quite going all in. Uh, and uh, what were some of the reasons that she she gave? Uh, she wants to kind of like, um, uh, kind of basically back up like the idea of her being the champ. You know, like this. This is why, like, she does karate or something. I'm um, kind of forgetting. Well, he says, "Yeah, um, yeah, I want to defend what's mine. Be strong." There you go. Yeah, um, defend yeah. what's mine. And she's referring to the trophy. And so, uh, at, at this point, she's like conflicted, right? You know, like she's she she knows that Silver paid paid off the ref, but mm-hmm. you know, she's conflicted because like she doesn't feel like she earns it, but wants to defend it. But also the, the her body language, you know, like chosen picks up on it. Uh, she does ask him about like why be a sensei, and you know he says honor to which you know, he says that it, it does mean everything. Um, and this is where Terry Silver walks in as well. Uh, mm-hmm. We get the the line of Sensei Joe. You know, shout outs to Joe Pierroli uh, again, who wrote the wrote the episode. Uh, oh, you think he and, was he was referencing himself? 
I, I, I mean, you know what? Uh, I, I did, I did like message him, and I was like, "Nice, you know, Sensei Joe," and, and he commented on that. You know, said something like, "You know, it, it was bound to happen," kind of thing. You know, just kind I of will laughed. Say, you know? yeah, yeah, on the on the Cobra guys, they made a good point. Um, like it, for him being undercover, it just helps sell the story. Like, oh, my name is is this, but everyone calls me Sensei Joe. You know, so it's like it's like a good cover. Um. Where did they say that at? Was that their um uh, their binge their purge? binge and purge? Yeah. Oh, I, I think that's. What... I feel like I missed that part, but yeah, I did listen to that. I I saw I so with that episode dropped, I was like, oh yeah, two plus hours, and I think they finished up their own like binge talk at like forty five minutes. Forty, <laughs> yeah, I was like forty minutes. And then... I was like, oh, the rest is feedback. Okay. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, okay, but it was great feedback, right? It was. You know? Um. Uh. So Terry Silver walks over. Uh, kind of introduces himself to Sensei Joe, mm-hmm. and and uh, he picks up that uh, he also does some tanks of dough. So again, for those that don't follow me on social media, I um when some of the or actually maybe maybe you and I mentioned it in the breakdown. Uh, did I mention the Cynthia Brothrock? Um, she came up That's somewhere. Name, right? I don't read. Yeah, there, I, yeah, I mentioned. Yeah, I mentioned that she's an eighth degree black belt in Tengzudo or so, mm-hmm. or so, something like that. You know, and I was like, oh, maybe that's why Devin chose to go to Cobra Kai because you know she thinks that Cynthia is uh, is a badass. Mm-hmm. Um, doesn't even get mentioned, but you know, it's. It, I, I still like to think that maybe that's mm-hmm. a reason, a one of the factors, uh, factors into uh, her making that decision. But, but yeah, uh, chosen. You know, he. I, I think he really does get to. To Tori at this point, and I do like uh, what he tells her here to basically break free. You know, once you break free of your troubles, um, you can face them directly. You know, and and I think that really you see kind of like the the wheels spinning right there. You know, and yeah, to, yeah, helping her make that decision. You just to... you just, just got to go. You confront Terry. Yeah. So right, right. Um. So you know, chosen is a good sensei, even for Tori when he's undercover. I think you know she's gaining something from this. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's got to play the part, right? Like, uh, oh, he, yeah. he can't be he can't be a bad sensei in front of a uh, uh, Terry Silver. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, and he so... he repeated he repeated Sato's teaching, like exactly. uh, first train mind, then body. Um, and something I wondered, um, when he hit the dummy and did the Tang Sudo, did he do Tang Sudo intentionally? I guess, um, you know, because he he so. knows that's what what Silver did. So like he's he's deliberately trying to show off for silver you know he didn't right. want to do some miyagi no move no no a- a- absolutely i think that was intentional and and again like you know kind of what we were saying about why he chose toy right tory mm-hmm. right because right uh terry silver is going to see okay well let's go see what's going on with my champ mm-hmm. and then once once uh chosen has his attention okay i'm gonna bust out some takes to dough mm-hmm. and, and kind of see where we go from there because what, what, once terry like spots that and you know, ask him where he's from, gets to know him, and then like when he mm-hmm. walks off, you see Chosen give him that look, you know, where it's kind of like that slight smile to kind of like, oh, I got you good, <laughs> you know, or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so Robbie and Johnny, they need a uh, million dollars to get the van back, um, which is <laughs> very expensive. Um, and Robbie says it's actually about two hundred dollars, but they only have half of that. Uh, if it was a million dollars, like Johnny, I mean. Why don't you use what you got? And just buy something down there. Yeah, buy a new car. I yeah. think we get a new car cheaper. It actually, that'd be a funny line if he said well, that too. But but apparently he thinks the conversion rates the other way. You know, yeah, right. So because uh, I think was it was it four 
did he say 400 or 4,000 pesos or 4,000 pesos? I think. Yeah. yeah. So he's it's like a million. <laughs> See, so, so mm-hmm. the conversion is right the other way for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, yeah, this, uh, this, this whole sequence, you know, so they, come across the, the the chili eating and this is Robbie's version of the icebreaker there's a lot of parallels uh mm-hmm. you know like Miyagi coming in and and putting money on Daniel same thing here um mm-hmm. but uh yeah your thoughts on the scene well they didn't come with much money to begin with so <laughs> that starts but uh yeah it's definitely just a big parallel um you know plays out differently uh because it, it but I think like it's so yeah because i the thing is like i'm thinking like because robbie also um i guess he, when he does like the last one uh you know he's he's doing like the miyagi-do focus and something even though um he doesn't need it so he sells the part really well but it does um uh, have so much similarity to daniel breaking the ice but to- yeah no i don't know if if you had any thoughts on this one particular line that Johnny says, like every time I hear it, it, it just, it makes me, it makes me like feel like it's the dirty line where Johnny's like, um, you know, cause Johnny at first, he says that he's going to do it mm-hmm. and tells Robbie, like, you know, if I, like, if I start choking, you know, cover my mouth. So that way I don't spit it out. Like, it just, mm-hmm. this just sounds dirty. Like, is <laughs> did you, uh, I didn't take that. I have another, uh, potentially dirty moment, uh, coming up. But right. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I mean, just cover my mouth. You know, like if if you see me choking, cover my mouth so I don't spit it out. I have to, it just it sounded really dirty. So I, I guess maybe it was just me, um, kind of wanting something there, I suppose. But yeah, Robbie wants another round. El Dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, did uh, you you call this guy Baldy? Like like you were really into the scene during your mm-hmm. uh your very first initial watch. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It's like it because this is a scene we were looking forward to. Um, yeah, and, he, and he, I mean, he is bald, so it, it's just a funny way to, to characterize him and get into it. Um, and yeah. you know, it's nice to see this side of Robbie. Um, you know, this sort of like competitive and such. And then, uh, whoever this that I don't know the actor who plays who plays Baldy, but he does a good job. Of like just like looking kind of like mean and like the intimidating guy at the yeah he, he's like little, staring at Robbie yeah, like he's all yeah. chill he's like okay well mm-hmm. fine I'll I'll do this you know like mm-hmm. because you you just gotta do it right you can't anticipate it you just just rip off the stem and stick it in your mouth I guess stick it in yeah <laughs> uh, all right so Miguel uh, places a call to Carmen and he's really upset because this is where. He figures out that yeah, Hector has no clue that he exists because he says he's no fa- no, no kids, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I guess that's pretty much it. It was just really brief, you know. He was just calling because he was upset. Uh, you know, it's it's gotta be yeah, pretty heartbreaking. I, I think like this might have been a chance for Carmen to start saying some of this stuff out. Um, but she kind of just was a little bit, I guess, taken aback from Miguel, like. Like, I think like this would have been a time for Carmen to just start spilling out. This is, this is what he did. This is what's bad. Like if she's, you know, she's worried for him, but you know, she didn't, uh, you know, she just kind of let the moment pass and then, you know, Miguel hung up. But, right. It, th- this was the first time they've spoken, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, so, I think it was. But, but also do you think like, 
you know the writers also still don't want us to to like know exactly what it is because like it, it will kind of take mm-hmm. a take away from like you know Hector's moments later as well. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Obviously so. it's it's for you know story reasons, plot reasons. Right, yeah. sure, sure. <laughs> the why the why Carmen doesn't say no he did such and such. Um right, right. You know. uh there there's a there's a phrase slash expression I want to give a shout out to my uh, you know a, a friend of mine whose name is Chris, who is one of the hosts of the, uh, the Quantum Leap podcast. When they review episodes, they uh, he often says, because plot or because story. You know, and that's c- yeah. c- kind of what, what this is. You know, Carmen could have said stuff, but because story, we don't want her to say anything yet because right. we're going to find out from the horse's mouth himself. And right. uh, yeah, I, I think it's a little bit, um, you know, because we want to be like Miguel in, in that moment, kind of finding mm-hmm. out along with him, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think, yeah, that's definitely much scarier. But the, but the idea, like, you know, I guess jumping ahead a little bit when she tells Johnny, you know, like he still has no clue. She's very insistent, like on, yeah, I, I mean, Miguel saying these great things about him, but like he has no idea to mm-hmm. kind of still emphasize how bad Hector is. Because mm-hmm. Miguel also mentions like, oh, he's well-respected. He owns his own business, you know, so mm-hmm. he just he sees no bad in Hector at this moment. Right. Uh, the hottest pepper arrives. Very comical. The guy, it's, it's in a jar. <laughs> the guy is shaking as if like it's some sort of like animal inside that if he gets loose. It's yeah, he's like he's like walking up like a procession. His hands is yeah shaking. It's like it's like it's gonna blow. Yeah. Uh, Robbie eats it. Uh, I, I think Tanner, you know, really sells it. Uh, it, it the sequence here, uh, he wins, and the guy spits milk all over them. Very gross. Yeah, yeah. And so this is where I noted um if you're going to get splashed in the face with white stuff, I guess it's best for it to be milk. So Yes. yes. I I need to drink some water after that. <laughs> so there you go. I think I think there's your dirty uh connection there that Yeah. Yeah, they get absolutely. splashed in the face with the the yeah. white stuff. Uh, so class is over at Cobra Kai, and Terry Silver decides to invite Sensei Joe over for dinner. Uh, this is also where Tori uh, confronts Terry Silver about bribing the ref. And my note is that I I like Tori's demeanor here. Like she made a decision, and she's going to confront this decision. Uh, you know, like or confront Terry rather about the decision that she's made. So. So she's going all in on that decision, like the, her demeanor, the way she's talking to Terry. Um, I don't think she's scared of him. No, she's definitely not scared. Um, you know, she's she's very determined. Um, I I think this is a great scene, just in every way. Um, the way it's written, the way it's played, um, everything. Because I like, you know, she brings it up, um, and 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 Silver is immediately open. Like he doesn't deny it. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's immediately open. I think, uh, if you're ever in that situation, that's a great way to handle it. <laughs> just, you know, just, just, just don't deny it. Even just be open. Um, cause people will detect like the honesty of it and, and what silver says, um, makes a lot of sense. Um, it does. And th- like the, the way he, okay. So he admits to, yeah, he bribed the ref mm-hmm. and it was insurance to, mm-hmm. Um, to you know, to to make to make sure that Cobra Kai is going to win that tournament, but he also says that well, you won. Like Larusso knows it, everybody knows it, so he's he's still kind of kind of lying, you know. Like, well, I mean, yeah. he's like you you scored three points, yeah, uh, you got all there. Like, if you couldn't have done it if you weren't skilled, um, right, right. So it's so like, he, yeah, 
So a l- l- little bit lying there, you know, just because like, yeah, you know, so there's a little bit of truth, right? You got you got to mm-hmm. throw in some truth to your story so it's believable. So yeah, yeah, I paid the rest, yeah. you know, just, opening, just to make sure. But you, you won. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I, I think, you know, like a lot of times people try to like him or a hall, like if he had started what do you mean? Yeah. Well, maybe the ref made a few bad calls, but it was in our favor or something like he didn't, he didn't try to play anything like that. He was very, uh, just straight up. Yeah. I, I paid him off. It was an insurance policy. Um, you, you, are you talking about that back room with the, the that, that wasn't me. The guy with the ponytail, that, that was another guy. Oh, Six foot five. <laughs> no. Oh, he said, no, I was talking about, you know, the, the dinner or something, you know, or, or something else. You know, he was buying equipment for me or something, uh, you know, no, no, you know, I, I, I was off. paying, him, I was paying him off to make sure that Chris goes to jail. No, no, that's not it either. Uh, hold on, thinking, <laughs> I'm thinking. <laughs> Let me get back but, to you. Uh, there's a, there's a really another good part of this scene. It's um, when, when Terry also, you know, looks to her, you know, and says, um, I know you increase had a connection. Um, I don't have that connection. You know, you, re- right. you increase both really had to struggle for everything in your life and you connected to that uh and there's another thing about like silver where uh y- you can almost a- acknowledge or admire it that you know he's a guy who's also admitting hey i was born into a really rich family you know my dad had a company that i went and worked for and you know now i have all this you know so he's he's openly admitting you know he started with these advantages i can't relate to you um you know, in your world, right. but then there's, you can also look at it as, you know, he's also then saying to you, the to Tori, like, let me explain also the, the world of the rich and elite and in the world of the rich and elite, um, you know, rules aren't always that important and you know, there is bribing and, and stuff and we'll fix it so that we come out ahead. And that's a world she doesn't understand, but he does understand because that's right. that's the world he's coming from. And he tells her that story about, you know, if someone's kids are hungry, is it wrong for them to steal, to, to eat? Uh, you know, if it's about survival, right. and the rules don't matter anymore. And, you know, then he just saw it, it's about survival. So what are the rules for if if you aren't going to survive? So. Yeah. And he just that, brought her into the, all that. I mean, that's obviously a metaphor that she can understand herself. And, right. um, you know, like you see her, her face as well, you know, change from like when she first like stepped up to him too. Mm-hmm. you know, it's like, well, you know, to, in, like the expression on her face, my reading of it is like, well, yeah. How do I react to that? You know, because right. he's right. And remember the story from season two, her mom was stealing food right. so that yeah. they could eat. Um, yep. You know, and maybe Silver didn't know that, but in it inadvertently said something that was directly true in her life. Right. Yep. Yeah. Um, you know, her mom was stealing. And so that's something Silver brings up and is true, um, yeah. you know, to her. And so she relates to that. Yeah, absolutely. And it, it's the same. Like when this happened, I was just like, I don't know what's going on, but I like what he's saying. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. That that's reaction. that's yeah. what I said. Like yeah. if you, you know, if you're open and admit it and stuff, you actually come off as very trustworthy and believable. Yeah. yeah. I, what are yeah. the rules when, when you survival's on the line and you can get on, you know, his side and, and, and there's a counter example later in the episode. I'll mention when we get to it, but, okay. but uh, yeah, a great. Yeah. Yeah. Great sequence for sure. 
Um, we got Robbie and Johnny in the car, and this is where we found out that uh, Robbie actually did not eat the chili. Uh, and and Carmen calls. So this is where we get the um, Let's Be Water Easter egg. Um, yeah, we'll, the, it's we'll, like the establishing shot. Mm-hmm. Right, which um, I'll, I'll touch on that in just a sec here. But um, yeah, so again, Robbie admitted that he was uh, that that he cheated and Johnny calls it badass. But um, they needed the money, right? That's what needed to be done. That's kind, kind of what's going on here. Like people are just doing what needs to be done because – you know, it's Isabel's survival. Uh, they right. needed the and, money to get the car back. Mm-hmm. To go find Miguel. Go back home. I think this is it's great writing that you have these scenes back to back. Because, you know, since season four, so many people have made a lot of heyday about uh, Silver cheating or something. And then we hear Silver's explanation for it. It's about survival. And then here we just see Robbie completely cheated. Um, you know, and like, so what should, should Johnny give the money back, uh, <laughs> you know, turn the car back? Oh, he you cheated. It wasn't, it wasn't honorable, you know? Um, you know, this is a great example of like, well, maybe it is important to sort of cheat a little sometimes if it really comes to it. So, um, yeah. you know, just in back-to-back scenes, very well done. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously the editing too. So I, I don't know if it was written that way, but you know. Yeah, writing, uh, editing, uh, yeah, however, yeah. the craft of cinema, we'll call it. Um, uh, yeah, so Carmen calls, and this is where they find out where Miguel is heading. And I, I had mentioned previously that this is where she's very insistent on Hector is really, really bad. Right, yeah, she's she's bad. I, I thought it was luck that she, like, overheard El Hoyo Verde, like, from the phone, but but I'll, right. I'll buy it, whatever, you know. I mean, he's got vaulted ceilings, I'm sure, and the echo is just right, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. she, she picked up on it. Uh, now, so let's be water, the Easter egg here. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I know some people were asking in the group, you know, it'd be nice to kind of hear this story, but how did you first notice it? Did, did you see the graffiti? I was like, wait a minute, what was that, and paused it? No, um, I missed the graffiti the first time or even the first two times. In fact, in episode three, when Johnny's talking about it, I was actually confused. What, what graffiti? What? <laughs> like, Because yeah. there's really only this one shot uh, where you see it. And like, if you're just not quite paying attention or you're just, you're so in awe of the previous scene, you, maybe you missed that the, the van has the graffiti on it. Um, so for, for the full story on how, um, like I, I have a video on this too. So is, uh, um, he, he messaged me and he's like, oh, there's an Easter egg to me in season five. And I was like, oh, really? And he's like, I, and he was curious because I'm kind of known as a detective, um, if I could find it. So he's like, can you find it? And I was like, well, and I was starting a rewatch. So I was like, I'll, I'll look for it. I'll see. Uh, and he's like, well, it's in the first five episodes. So I watched the first five <laughs> okay. um, and, and, and slowly because because he didn't say what the easter egg was so actually i was thinking like one of his pictures was like in the background somewhere like they like oh, they, yeah they, oh they put out something because he didn't say what it was he just said it was an easter egg to him uh I, so i didn't I mean, know and and then i went through five and i and i guess well i asked him is it at stingray's house he said no he said all, all right i'll give you one more hint it's in episode two so so then i rewatched episode two and found it uh, within 15 minutes, because then I then I saw it. It, it would have been funny if um, 
you you mentioned like oh like it could have been one of his actual like artworks like because we know mm-hmm. that he's he's done like uh, announcements for like sports and and fights right. and stuff like mm-hmm. that it easily could have been like one of those like ma- ma- matchup photos or right. pictures you know yeah. like at the arena um so so for those that want to hear the story i actually have a pre-recorded conversation with mark that kind of gives us a lowdown of how it happened so uh at this point i will go ahead and play that conversation all right and joining me you guys is mark aka let's be water on social media so if you guys don't have a facebook or instagram and twitter you guys are missing out um just uh, Mark, you know, like, first off, thank you for jumping in, you know, for, for a few minutes here to share this really cool Easter egg. Um, that's a, a nod to you and the fandom, uh, but you've done such incredible work, uh, you know, for, for the show and given us a bunch of eye candy when things weren't available to us, like leading up to, you know, all the previous seasons. Uh, you're, you're very welcome you know it's, it's it's great fun to do and you know and the response i get just you know just makes it more than worthwhile thank you yeah yeah yeah, absolutely um just a little bit of backstory for you uh before um you know we kind of talk about that easter egg you know for those that are not on social media w- when did you decide and what made you get into the fandom and start doing all the artwork so you know it's, it's strange because like I kind of I never even knew the the fandom existed or or what a fandom was. You know this this is the really strange thing about it. I made one piece when the uh, when the show came out in 2018, um, and. You know, as as I did for a, a kind of a lot of things at the time. You know, I never thought anything more of it. It was never the start of anything. Um, but when it kind of really took off was uh, around you know during the pandemic. You know, I'm a graphic designer work kind of just stopped you know there was there was no there was no work coming in and then suddenly the show arrives on netflix and it's you know it's it's there now at your fingertips no signing up under a new email address for another free trial and uh you know that inspiration was there and and it was a a void i was kind of able to fill you know with the time i wasn't doing kind of uh client work um but again, it very much for my own entertainment, uh, and 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 I, I had no idea anybody was looking at it until one day John Hurwitz shared a couple of pieces on his Instagram, and suddenly kind of everything went crazy, you know, and and notifications never stopped, and uh, and the rest is history. Yeah, absolutely. You were recently, let's see, on Ken Cass's epic live stream leading up to the release of season five. Watch Party has had you on his show as well. So, you know, you've you, you've um, kind of been on these channels as well. If anyone wants to check those out and kind of hear more about you and, and your work, you know, because on those live streams, especially the Watch Party episode, he showcases like, what was it, 10 of your favorite pieces? Yeah, we did like a countdown of kind of, you know, t- 10 of the favorite things that I'd made. But what I will say is, uh, you know, what an honor it is to, to be making my Cobra Kai companion debut, because for, <laughs> yeah. for those for those who don't know, and I'm sure like many of your listeners, I didn't know what a fandom was. And it's very much through the companion group that I kind of found you guys first and foremost, and then opened the door to, you know, this massive community. So oh, you a huge, great uh, debt of gratitude, Peter. And, uh, you know, and it's an honor to be finally talking to you on one of these shows. 
Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll uh, you know, I, I've told you before that you have an open invitation. So, you know, uh, <laughs> perhaps you'll be joining me and watch party at some point, you know, for funsies. But um, <laughs> yeah, no, like, well, I appreciate the kind words, but, you know, your your work speaks for itself, you know, as, as you know, something you'd say to me and, and, and what I do as well. We're both pretty humble in that aspect, I feel. <laughs> um, but yeah, the... And, and also, uh, for those that you know, know that I attended Paley Fest, you made this incredible piece that I've been sharing on Instagram recently too, just for like a little ask me anything. I kind of, kind of put that back out there into the ether, like, hey, yeah, there's this one incredible piece that I'm also a part of, which you've also made some like fan ones as well. It, it included the fans, and I think I'm, I'm in a couple of those as well. Um, yeah, so I feel- I, you know, I, 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 as I say, everybody is so kind and generous to me, and and it's not always easy to do. You know, it's a it's it's a busy life, but uh, whenever I get the opportunity, you know, it, it makes me really happy to be able to kind of give back to, you know, the people who've supported me and 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 given me this platform in the first place. Right. Yeah. No. Absolutely. So, I mean, um, let's talk about this this fun Easter egg in season <laughs> five, episode two. Um, first off, can you explain what the actual Easter egg is before we get into like how it, it got there? Yeah, sure. And it is a very subtle one. It's a very subtle one. So, um, you know, people who've seen the episode will, will, will remember that, uh, Johnny's car is towed, uh, whilst, whilst he and Robbie are looking for Miguel in Mexico. And it's very much kind of the setup to a punchline later on in the episode, but you, you get a, a very brief glimpse of the car as it's driving past and, and it's been kind of graffitied, uh, presumably whilst in the, you know, in the impound lot. So, uh, yeah, kind of that's, that's where you can find the Easter egg. Um, but what's great about it is it sets up the gag later when he returns home and is surprised to learn from Carmen that it's illegal to spray paint people's property, which is uh, classic Johnny really. Yeah. Yeah. Pink Johnny is what we've been calling him. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, and the 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 Spanish. What what is this? Say agua. Yeah. So again, very difficult. It's a you know, it's a quick glance, but it on the side of it, it says se agua. I don't know if I pronounced that right, but uh, that is you know, it's 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 translated as be water. Yeah, which which uh, is your handle, and uh, and it's the. Did the the mask wrestler right? Is that what that? Yeah. So I mean, it's 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 really interesting. So it kind of when I when I was approached to to potentially produce something that they could use on the side of the vehicle there wasn't much by way of a brief you know it was as i say it was kind of the setup to a punchline so i'm not sure how important it was or how much it mattered really it was just kind of they're throwing me a bone for which i I really appreciated but me being me you know i wanted to get it right i wanted to do it justice so i'm thinking well okay this has happened in mexico so i'd like to include something that is kind of you know identifiable as, as 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 linked to kind of you know mexico and mexican culture so kind of the idea of the luchador mask was you know something that you kind of see and 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 recognize as 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 you know very relevant to where this had happened yeah it, it actually makes a lot of sense and the, yeah the, after watching season five and seeing the storyline with like hector and 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 all of that so makes perfect sense and so you mentioned being approached how and who approached you about it so yeah i mean again i did very 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 fortunate so i i had the opportunity again du- during the pandemic when things were very slow um to to do a piece of work for patrick hogan who some some listeners may know is the lead sound engineer 
on Cobra Kai. He, you know, he'd seen a lot of my fan art, you know, it, it liked what I did and very kindly approached me to, uh, you know, about putting together a poster for an independent short film that he'd made uh, called Killing Time which I've seen and is outstanding and has been nominated for dozens of awards. So well worth everybody seeking out. But of course I've done this piece of work for Patrick and, you know, doing fan art is one thing because I don't have to answer to any, anybody, you know, doing something for a client is very, very different. You know, there's a, there's a set of expectations that need to be men. You know, fortunately I, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd done that for, for Patrick. And so when the discussion of this had come around and, and the need for some artwork to kind of apply to, to, to the Eagle van, you know, Patrick was very kind enough to, to put in a word for me. Um, and, and, and I, and I had a, 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 an email from one of the show's producers to, you know, sort of ask whether I'd be interested in doing it, which took me about half a second to, to decide, of course, you know, what, what, a, what a massive honor. Um, but as I say, it was, you know, it was interesting because the way the conversation went from there, kind of, well, the start of any project is, well, what exactly is it you need? What have you got in mind? What, uh, you know, is there any, and, and there kind of wasn't really a plan for it. So, so this idea of kind of the, the, it being a tribute to me kind of wasn't necessarily the, the idea of the showrunners. It was, it was me sort of saying, okay, well, hold on a minute, you know what if I was, was the guy that, that tagged the vehicle, you know, how about this? So, you know, I put this design forward with the kind of say agua in the kind of, you know, in the, in the Mexican font with the, you know, with the luchador mask. And honestly, I expected to have it kicked straight back to me. You know, that's a bit too on the nose. We see what you've done here and not quite what we're looking for. Um, but actually, you know, as I, I'm led to believe that, you know, the guys found it really, really funny and, uh, you know, and we're happy to to run with it straight away. So it was kind of, you know, half them being kind enough to reach out and give me a shot in the first place and half me sort of, you know, taking a chance to say, well, okay, what can I get away with? Yeah, no, I, um, I, I, I think you say that it's a little, or you thought that maybe it was a little too on the nose, but I think like if they are reaching out, like that's kind of exactly what they want, right? Like, yeah, I mean, this is going to be a nod to you, like the, uh, because yeah maybe maybe yeah you you hit that you hit the nail on the head earlier you know peter i'm way too way too humble to to think (laughs) that that might have been the case but you know it it, it, i I put it through when i when i sent it off it was firmly with my tongue in cheek you know never never expecting for a minute that they might kind of go yeah that'll do um so (laughs) when uh when i had the response that they'd given it the green light i mean it was just an amazing feeling yeah i'm just like man if I had that opportunity, what would I do? I'm just like, hey, you guys, you know, like I keep joking about making me like a postal consultant. Why, why don't you just make me like, like the mailman from part two, you know, where yeah, I'm, right, I'm, exactly. I'm, I'm, I'm delivering you know, the, 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 the waiter from the Olive Garden, you know, that's how he got his <laughs> right. shot. So uh, exactly. Yeah, because he's an actual server, you know, right. like exactly. I can be delivering invitations to Sakai Takai. Like it just makes sense. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> it writes itself. <laughs> um, so, so what else could you uh, tell us about it? Yeah, um, you know, so sh- shout out to uh, Patrick Hogan. He does follow me on on uh, fa- Facebook and, and social media and on Twitter. Yeah. yeah, so very familiar with who he is. Um, and that that was pretty much it. You didn't hear anything for some time, and then boom, season five premieres, and there it is. Well, yeah, I mean, this is this is the thing. So, I mean, you know, I say say uh, say thank you to to Patrick because you know he he 
putting a good word for me, but, uh, you know, it, I must also say thank you, of course, to to John, Josh and Hayden for, you know, uh, agreeing to that in the first place, but also so to Mallory Yund, who who was the, the producer that I dealt with um, and, and Kyle at the uh, the VFX company who, you know, who does the, the digital effects for the show, because, of course, you know, as, as as incredible an opportunity as it was, it was also immensely nerve wracking. As I say, you know, putting stuff together for my own entertainment. Who cares if anyone else likes it or not, right? This I've got the kind of weight of the world on my shoulders, making sure that I do this justice because I, you know, I care a lot about these people. Um, and and they were so, you know, so incredibly kind and patient with me. You know, this isn't something I've ever done before. You know, it, 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 on the, with this kind of type of profile. You know, so I was really, really nervous about it. But they were, yeah, they were incredibly kind, incredibly patient. They answered a million and one questions from me. I think I massively overthought the whole thing, but it was just because it was so important to me to get it right. So, really, really important to say thank you to those guys. But yeah, as you touched upon, you know, the, the work went in, and 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 although it, the kind of artwork had been agreed in principle, you never know how these things are going to go. You know, does does that shot get cut because the running time's too long? Does you know they like the artwork, but actually when they try and apply it in post, it doesn't work. I mean, you name it, I doubted it. Right, I gave myself every reason to to suspect that it would not appear. Um, you know, and so it wasn't until I got to see the episode for myself and and saw that car kind of drive by that. Uh, you know that it felt real I, I, the stats came out of what 105 million hours watched or something in the first few days I think a lot of that was me just rewinding that moment just to <laughs> double check that you know that it had actually happened yeah that's amazing I'm so happy for you um, thank you um, yeah Mallory herself was an Easter egg in was it season two season two or three yeah oh, she wow. was a uh, a friend request oh she was a friend request of johnny's oh, right yes, suggested I, yeah. I think friend suggested I, I think yeah on his yeah on facebook yeah, yeah so that's amazing yeah well mark thank you for uh sharing you know your story uh on the on the pod here and i Absolutely i hope that uh if people hadn't already watched watch parties video about it, then they can hear this and go back and check it out. Uh, it's it's the blue yeah. graffiti. It, it is it's Johnny driving from right to left on the screen. Blink and you miss it. I mean, I, I mean, I don't want to say blink and you miss it. it. It's a good second or two. But yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's quick, but, but it's you know, but, you see but it. do you know what? I kind of love it more. Do you know what I mean? Because if we weren't having this conversation, it's my little thing. Do you know what I mean? I know it's there. Yeah, that's, you know, and that's more than enough for me. Well, it it, it should be shared, and and people um, should hear about it because, like, you put in so much work uh, into your work, and you know, how many pieces do you have? Like three thousand pieces? Or? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. I think it's it's you know it's 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 very close to two hundred now. But, but you make a really important point, Peter. And if I can say one last thing on it, it, in that you're absolutely right. You know, it's it's great for me, but it. It is very much a shared accomplishment because it's only because people like what I do and have shared what I do and have, you know, and tagged the cast and crew in what I've done to make sure they've seen it. You know, this is everybody's accomplishment because without all of that going on, none of these guys know who I am in the first place. So, you know, I would say a thank you to you, you know, uh, for introducing me to this community, to this community who's welcomed me with such open arms and gone to bat for me, you know, because that's how this came about. 
And that is it. I want to thank uh, Mark for, you know, giving us a few moments to kind of shed some light on that really fun Easter egg. And if you guys are like on social media, you guys will have seen so much of his work. I mean, in that clip, he talks about how, what do you say? Like just over, over 200, uh, 200 kind of, pieces. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he, he's uh, done big so ones, much. Small ones. Yeah. He's done. He's done a lot. And mm -hmm. for people too, like content creators are reaching out. Hey, can you help me out with a banner? You know, can you help mm -hmm. out with a new logo? And he's more than willing to help out. So yeah. I, I think this was definitely well-deserved. Mm. Yeah. Very, and great for the, you know, the people on the show and such, you know, to include him in that. And yeah, he, he had told me, like, I remember he said, like he, he made this and didn't quite know what it was for. Like he just knew, you know, it was something in the show. So um, <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a fun Easter egg. It's, it's a great little nod. Yeah. So, so, so there we go. Uh, you know, check out, uh, watch parties video, uh, you know, about catching it and, mm -hmm. and a little bit there and, and, and now the podcast listeners and I guess the, um, you know, once this goes on YouTube, you guys will hear Mark's words himself of, of, of how it all happened. So, mm -hmm. um, hope you guys enjoyed that. So let's see here. We, uh, Miguel and Hector. So yeah, they're at, the uh, El Hoyo Verde. Yeah. Uh, Hector mm -hmm. introduces uh, people to Miguel. And this is where we find out that he made a lot of money back in the day. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, he says something about like, you know, putting the past away. Uh, I, I don't know what that's in reference to. That's just my note. Um, Yeah, that's that's that was them like Toasting? talking. Yeah. Was that, or was well, no, talking to like, yeah, I think it was the toast. Um, you know, you got to put the past away. I made a lot of money back in the day, but you know, moving on. So, um, so it's, I think like it's, it's giving the impression that, uh, maybe he was a very bad man, but, uh, you know, he's like moved on or something. Um, at least it seems to imply that, uh, it's kind of like the, but it is like the first hint of maybe his past or something. Right. And, uh, Vicente, uh, he's, um, He's being introduced here, and you know we're gonna find out that he's like the headliner, mm -hmm. right? And uh, so when Johnny runs into him later, we know that this guy is not just like a fighter; he's like the fighter of the evening. Um, yeah, and this is—I mean, you could call it an Easter egg. Or Vicente is the first; he's played by a man named Eric Anders, who's the first uh, UFC MMA fighter. He's a real professional fighter. Uh, sort of like guest starring in the show. Um, yeah. So yeah, he's he. That's a real UFC fighter. Uh, he's got some nice wins and such. But uh, yeah, so that's a, kind of like a. And there will be some more later this season. But uh, so right. that's a nice little uh, way to bring someone like that in. And and also we um it, it's in Spanish here. So you know if if those you know that don't really care to read what you're missing out is that Hector also tells him you know second round max right so so he he's mm -hmm. I, I don't know if he's like put money on the fight like he, I I guess you can kind of maybe make that connection but mm -hmm. he's telling him like hey you know like you're the headliner um you're that badass I expect you to know you know to to not go any further than two rounds do you think he's got mm -hmm. money on this um I don't know. Like, did he have money already? Because I don't think he bet while they're there. But, um, but I, I, he does seem to be joking around with him because he also says, like, Miguel's going to take your place or something. Right, right, right. So, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I mean, he 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 wouldn't have like had to have done it there. Obviously, like you know, the mm. fights are scheduled and stuff like mm. that. This could have been like something like way before. I just thought it was kind of choice, you know, for him to kind of mention like, hey, you know, second round. Mm. Next. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and this is where we also find out that Hector reveals that um, you know his business. You know, it, it's not just a restaurant. You know, there's uh, he, he's made friends in high places. Um, what else do we find out? Uh, so, so so much, and maybe a little bit later too is also where we find out even more. Right. Um, so we cut back to Daniel uh, with Chosen, and they're discussing the plan of uh, Chosen going to go see Terry Silver. I, I do mm-hmm. like how Daniel decided to try to put him in one of his own blazers. Yeah, <laughs> like uh, I mean, I get well. I, Chosen Chosen wearing... only has like Hawaiian shirts, keys, and 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 like one black badass from season the end of season four that's, that's what i was about to say like what, what's wrong with that one you know but i guess i guess that doesn't look like somebody that's about to retire you know and, and like oh i saw an advertisement kind of thing i mm-hmm. don't know but uh yeah the, i mean it's it's fun it's a fun sequence there mm-hmm. um and this is where chosen tells like the story of his uncle sato and and also we we like had to like tori looked at that trophy for a second uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, Chosen goes to the house. They discuss the job, um, and discuss Crease, uh, Kim Sun Young, and and others that uh, you know, when when Chosen asks Terry Silver about like who's his legacy or how, how did he ask it, like who does he fight for or the legacy that he fights for. So a lot is coming out uh from the sequence. Um Chosen does Notice that Daniel's nervous, and you see that Chosen's calm. So very contrasting in in uh, their physical appearance here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's talking about cowardness a lot in that like a uh, little voiceover or something, and just you know, th- I guess thinking back to his uncle. But um, I guess it's you know showing us how far he's come. Yeah, and, yeah. I mean, yeah. he he admits that he wasn't ready to learn right when Sato tried teaching him about honor. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I do wonder if that like ties into that to the to, to the pillow sequence uh, in in the cold open, um, mm-hmm. but you know there is this voiceover as like chosen is arriving to the house, like he's walking up to the mm-hmm. door and all that stuff, and mm-hmm. there's this established shot of like uh, like very specifically chosen looks up at the surveillance. I think um, I thought that that was gonna come back at some point, like oh there's that there's that surveillance, you know which. Which uh, it's a few things. I, I feel like oh, that's to let us know that okay, yeah, Terry Silver has always got cameras going on, which is going to mm. play a part in, in you know the finale. Uh, but also, I think that also speaks to like Chosen's kind of like awareness, you know, when he's kind of like doing recon or whatever, you know, a, around a perimeter kind of thing, because that will also kind of come back later. You know, it's kind of like a throwaway line in like a, in a later scene or a later episode, and um, I think this is also just kind of like. Chosen be knowing things like he he notices things you know very yeah. astute yeah I feel a detective yeah. like you some would say <laughs> <laughs> yeah and I think I think it's mostly just establishing that Silver has the security everywhere at the dojo and in his home um, yeah. so uh, and Chosen is definitely tearing, uh, telling every uh, Terry Silver everything that he wants to hear right all the good stuff uh, so there's definitely some some history um, uh, kind of going on here. Uh, Chosen mentions that r- rivalries die slow in Japan. I do you think he's referring to some, someone specifically? Like um, I was I was kind of wondering if it was like you know kind of like Sato you know or like Sato and, and Miyagi you know or something like that or I like th- uh 
just in no, general? No, I think like it's a- I think it's I think it's Daniel in that it took him a long time to come to terms with what happened to Karate Kid too, and okay, kind yeah, of so face his own demons. Or, yeah, right. Um, mm-hmm. And coincidentally, Terry Silver talks about his rival too <laughs> in uh, yeah. the dojo, who happens to be this guy named Larusso. <laughs> Same guy, wouldn't you believe? It? <laughs> yeah, yeah who the thunk? Yeah. Uh, and I, I like this uh, last scene too. Uh, again, I feel words are deliberate, but uh, Terry Silver tells him, you know, grab your drink. I want to show you something, which mm-hmm. is, you know, something that uh, Chosen says. And I feel that was one of my prop bets, which we all got to get back together and kind of figure it out because there's definitely some Lou Russo's drinking in here in season mm-hmm. five. That was one of the yeah. prop bets there. Mm-hmm. Any other notes of you uh, for this uh, scene? Oh, he, yeah, he mentions his father. Um, uh, yeah, he, yeah, that his father died of cowardness, and and that's the thing. Um, what does that mean? Is I assume he's telling the truth. Um, and like, what is how does Chosen feel about that? What do you what do you think about Chosen? It's just saying that you know his father. He was raised by his uncle. His dad died when he was young. He died of cowardness. Uh, why oh, would Chosen oh, oh. say that? Yeah, I I wonder if he actually means that literally too. You know, like his father was a coward. Like he was faced with something and couldn't stand up for himself or couldn't stand up for his family, right? Because it's not just his father that's not around. You know, like I Mm -hmm. feel we still don't, I don't know if we know for sure yet, but I've always kind of thought that um, uh, Sato is um, Chosen's mom's brother. You know, and so, like, be, yeah, yeah, because, like, you know, he's Taguchi, and we don't even know for sure, like, Sato is a Taguchi. We don't mm-hmm. know. Like, I know yeah. it says that on Wikipedia, but where did they get that? Um, yeah, well, Wikipedia just, is yeah. Not- Right. So it's kind of one of those things. And, like, you know, like, I I, I don't want to say, like, oh, like, um, like, for example, like, the way he talks to Chosen, that could just be the way he talks to kids. But I, I do mm-hmm. wonder, like, if if it was, like, gosh, actually, this this almost kind of, like, uh, kind of goes against what I was saying. Because if if, if it's, it, this is probably just how, uh, how Sato speaks to people, even if it's a little child. Because I was thinking, well, if, if it's his sister's kid, maybe he'd be a little bit nicer. But if it was... Yeah, I don't know where I was going with that. I don't know if you were kind of seeing, but yeah, um, I don't know. I do you think it's, it's just possible? A like, yeah, do you think it's possible they're trying to go back and and fill in Karate Kid two a little bit? Like, maybe the reason Chosen was the way he was back then is he was trying to prove he's not coward, so to speak, um, and just like over aggressive then, and and you know, right, putting, overcompensate, right? Yeah, right, overcompensating. Yeah, no. Always um, like I, I yeah, mean yeah. that's that's what they do right with the mm-hmm. flashbacks with the um actually I, I think that's what it usually is with flashbacks and also dialogue referencing those previous movies Terry Silver mm-hmm. and the Coke um mm-hmm. you know seeing this uh well even the stuff with like Young Trees and Young Silver but yeah there's a there's a reason that mm-hmm. um you know we're we're being shown Sato and Chosen kind of early on he's mm-hmm. a white belt uh, you know training with. Like adult American soldiers, and so the the whole cowardice with his father. There's, you know, he. I think he means it in a literal sense. Like his, if if his dad wasn't such a coward, he'd still be alive because of something. And maybe this is why he decided to take up karate with his uncle Sato. You know, mm-hmm. because why is he the only child with the American soldiers? 
I know, yeah. I know that's, I know that's who Sato teaches, but like, you know, it was, yeah. Sato's I mean, like, of, come on, you're, you're, you're in the class <laughs> too, Joseph. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, no, nobody else is going to be worthy, right? Like, you, right. you know, you're my nephew. I'm going to teach you. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. so I can see that too. Um, so let's see. Johnny and Robbie arrive at El Hoyo Verde, uh, and they sneak in, which is uh, kind of interesting. And um, they start asking around for Hector uh, the Salazar. So, like, you sneak in and immediately you start throwing the name around. Like, Robbie already told you earlier, like, if this guy is that dangerous, you don't want to just be throwing his name around uh, willy-nilly. But um, I, I do like how, like, Hector gets the call and immediately about the feds, right? Like, A.B. pointed it out in her, in her synopsis. Like, oh, you didn't read the back of that shirt? <laughs> You know, female body inspector. Uh, um, you know, I I would speculate maybe that these people here don't read English. Um, so so, but they can recognize FBI. That that's that's the sort of conclusion I gave myself, like in in my head, that you know they they can recognize FBI, but yeah, they well, you, maybe you, they you, don't you, actually read English. So the the back they didn't know what it meant. Yeah, I believe one of the gentlemen like that that Johnny first sees even says like. New English or or something like that, right? Yeah. Like, it, it yeah. Doesn't even mention that, you know. So yeah. So yeah, definitely possible for sure. And um, I, I just think like this whole sequence is like it gets intense. Like Hector, like he he's on the phone talking about like the feds have no jurisdiction, you know. So like something like this has had uh, has possibly happened before that you know that Hector knows this, like knows his information, no jurisdiction. Well, um, that would be that would be straightforward. The FBI doesn't okay. have jurisdiction oh, true. in Mexico, yeah, yeah. but right. um, <laughs> federally, right? Yeah. Or sort of something. Uh yeah, so so I thought this was so tense on my initial I actually every time I watch it, it's still intense. Like the music, the 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 kind of like the you know the um uh, the setting, right? It, it there's there's music and Miguel's by himself and this mm-hmm. is where we see like Hector kind of switch you know he he immediately thinks that like Miguel's in on this like who are you on the phone with give me your phone mm-hmm. and just the way it's written too it's like I, I know what you said like he cuts off Miguel too like no like I heard what you said you're not hearing me give me your phone and mm-hmm. uh some of the the observations I made on on uh Miguel's phone he made calls to Mitch so he calls him Mitch not penis breath uh Devin Lee's <laughs> the only one that has a last name uh, he still has Hawk saved as Hawk, Chris, and also golf and stuff for reasons <laughs> like uh, I, I just thought it was kind of funny just to kind of see like who's in his call log. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even check that, but um, what? Yeah, I love the 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 instant switch on Hector. Um, is a really a great moment. Um, because the, you can see like he he has this other life. You know, he's so friendly and out and about and everything. And then, you know, he gets one sort of call. Oh, FBI's here. And he's just, he switches completely. He's a completely different person. And he starts, you know, freaking out or something. Um, and like what I said is he asked, who were you on the phone with earlier? And and Miguel actually hesitates. Um, uh, 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 my mom. And and then and then he's asking more. And then Miguel is like lying and stuff. Uh, but like, that's what I said earlier about Terry Silver. It's just be open just immediately. If he, if Miguel was just immediately my mom, what's up? Like, and then more open about everything. Uh, I think it would have, Hector would have taken it easier. Um, yeah. But like it, Miguel's like literally hesitating about like his mom talking to his mom. 
Well, I, I, well, yeah, absolutely. Because like he was on the phone with her earlier, talking mm-hmm. about like, no, he's good, and, and mm-hmm. now like this guy switches. Now, now he's kind of like, oh god, now, now mm-hmm. I'm scared. Like, do I tell mm-hmm. him the truth? Because he's mm-hmm. he's already already been dishonest about who he really is. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, let's see here. We, uh, let's see. We cut to Hector spots the feds with Miguel. Okay. Oh, yeah, by so the way, I yeah, those yeah. those FBI shirts work so well. Um, <laughs> you know that that one uh, pit stop that Johnny made, where he got all that in one stop, is like the most successful like roadside pit stop you've ever seen. <laughs> he got the chilies, he got the shirts, he got everything. And isn't there even like an image of a woman on the back, or is it just text? I, I kind of forget. Um, yeah, you know what? It may have a woman. No, I gotta yeah. I gotta remember. Um. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I, I guess it does, you know. But yeah. you know, like, yeah, just just as long as Johnny doesn't turn his back to people, they 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 won't see it. It'll be all right. They won't see it. Yeah, I mean, because some of those fighters, like when they first enter, I mean, they're focused, right? They're they're mm-hmm. like they got the game face on. They're ready. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I totally get. It. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Hector spots the feds and bounces with Miguel. Uh, Johnny mm-hmm. sees Miguel cross the way, but runs into some trouble named uh, uh vicente uh and this is where i, I love this too and kind of like the, the the progression of like the announcer you know like mm, oh, yeah crazy crazy white man you know yeah kicks kicks faster like lightning white lightning <laughs> white lightning yeah yeah, the the wolf versus yeah. White lightning. yeah i just I, I love that so hilarious and i love when he shouts karate it's karate versus mma because i yeah. i thought that was like one a long time ago, I thought a title. I kept thinking karate versus ninjas. So when he says karate versus yeah. MMA, it reminds me of something I said once. Yeah, not far off. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Terry and Chosen, they're in the weapons room here. And mm-hmm. Chosen eyes a katana. And uh, Terry gives some, uh, some of his backstory. So have you looked up any, uh, on anything about like the, the battle of the, um, what was it? Oh, gosh. Oh, the one he mentions? Yeah, Kawana I Kojima. Have no. Okay, so I, I actually listened to a, a few podcasts on, on these battles. So there's five battles, and in this sequence, I, I don't have like notes in front of me. I, I I feel I might even do like a like a like a bonus episode. I reached out to a YouTuber who actually has like two episodes, uh, kind of going over uh, these battles. The first episode is the battles one through three, and the second episode was like uh three uh four and five. And basically, the, the the battles, the 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 feud, is very uh, kind of parallels basically what's going on with like Cobra Kai and Miyagi Do, mm. you know. And and I still have not yet quite, you know, because because I'm just listening, right? I'm not even looking at the graphics on the on the thing because mm. I'm I'm listening to it and working, and so I haven't really uh, figured out oh which which uh which of these warriors or. I want to use the right words here. I think I have. I mean, they were samurai, right? Yeah, they they were samurai, but kind of like the the leaders of of each side kind of thing. Like, Mm -hmm. I haven't figured out which is which, but uh, there's like different clans and and whatnot. And the one that Terry Silver mentions, the, and, you know, uh, excuse my, you know, mispronunciation, but the Yusugi Kenshin, uh, that, that's who sword it is. Like he was, um, uh, I guess he was known as like the, the dragon of Ichigo or something. Uh, but anyway, it, it's like these guys, like in between each battle, there, there's years. Like I think be, between 
three and four was like 11 years. And then I think between four and five was like two years, but they, they just kept, kept on feuding. And uh, there's talks about like the, their, their maneuvers in, in the war. It's just like everything I was hearing, I was just like, that sounds like season five of Cobra Kai, you know? <laughs> and and mm-hmm. I, I'm just trying to figure out like, well, which one, which one is freaking like Terry Silver and like <laughs> is one of those chosen or is it, or is it Daniel? But yeah, it, it just, it, it very much lines up with what, what we will see yeah, the, throughout the entire uh, show. But, but uh, the, I think the final, the, the fifth battle actually is kind of like, like nobody really wins. You know, I think the fourth battle was like the bloodiest uh, the, and, and like the most death and, and all that. But the fifth one, there, there's more of like a respect, you know, kind of like, I don't want to say stalemate because I don't think that was the word that the the uh, you know the the host used. But it was a really interesting listen if you guys are interested in on the battle that that Terry Silver brings up. Mm-hmm. But if I can get yeah yeah someone that's more of like a subject matter expert, I, I I would definitely like to do a bonus episode kind of going over it and maybe this person if they're even familiar familiar with the um, Cobra Kai would definitely be able to be like oh no yeah this, this uh, the Kenshin is is this guy and Masatora is this guy or you know there's a lot of names thrown in there um, mm-hmm. but very very interesting that they brought these specific battles you know because uh, again like how often does Terry and and Daniel run into each other, you know, and mm-hmm. how many times is Chosen gonna gonna come across, you know, um, uh, Terry Silver? So yeah, yeah, a lot of parallels. So it was very interesting that they brought up the Battle of, uh, I, I just had it, Kawana Kajima, Kawana Kawana Kajima. So yeah, look those uh, look those up, uh, look that up for those that are like history buffs. Very interesting stuff there. Um, but yeah. He eyes the samurai sword, and Terry gives a story, and he's not even sure if it's real, right? He said, this is just what the person told auction me. Auction house said, yeah. The auction house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, Chosen basically like, like cut, the, uh, cut the BS. You know, what do you want? You know, you, you didn't ask me here to be like a sensei. What's up? He did. He wants a, a partner. So, I I like how uh, Chosen says, you know, stories, words, belief in the story is valuable. Uh, that always feels to me like a meta thing that the writers are throwing in <laughs> just to sort of oh, sure. play themselves up. Uh, um, but yeah, he, and, uh, Terry, Terry was a right-hand man, right? That he can confide mm-hmm. in. Right. Yeah. So yeah, he wants a right-hand man. Um, yeah. This is where Silver says he has no children. His legacy is Cobra Kai. So, um, you know, and he truly believes in it. So that's, so we, we're getting like Terry's motivation here for why he's doing what he's doing is, you know, this is what he feels will be his legacy. Um, right. He so, wants to be synonymous with like, what was it? Starbucks, Starbucks and, coffee. and coffee. Yeah. Not yeah. McDonald's and hamburgers, you know, <laughs> right? not Baskin Robbins and ice cream. It's Starbucks and coffee, which I, I've, I sat there wondering if, if Terry Silver goes to Starbucks like himself, or because you know he has a guy, he's got someone who makes coffee for him, but uh, maybe yeah, just I, enough that he maybe he's uh, using like a uh, analogy that like he thinks chosen would understand because like I feel Terry Silver is definitely above like a Starbucks, right? Yeah, yeah, but 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 uh, it's like yeah. it's like just yuppie enough he could do it, which is why like he doesn't say McDonald's and and hamburgers because that would be too low class for him. So like right, Starbucks right. is like is like the bottom. The lowest like level he would he would be at. Yeah, I like that. There's a point where 
I, I feel like I alluded to this earlier where, um, you know, Chosen kind of asked him like, well, you know, who, whose legacy do you fight for? Or I'm forgetting the exact wording. I, I wish I wrote that specific thing down, but I thought it was interesting because like, you know, a lot of us, I, I feel we're kind of questioning, did he ever even train under Kim Sung-young? You know, which which he, he says here, yeah, you know, this is my master and some others. And others, yeah. That was in the yeah, previous scene. Um, you know, my master is Kim Sung-young, among others, yes, is how he yeah. worded it. Um, I don't know if he meant Turner there or who, but yeah. Ooh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Hmm. That's that, that was the first thing that popped in my head is, you know, because technically Turner was the, his first teacher, so. And, and do you think that he could possibly even include Crease in that? Yeah, possibly. Because um, you know, Crease continues on, right, with the whole right. Cobra Kai. And, right. and we, we know that Terry Silver is going to run down talks for some time, but mm-hmm. continue practicing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but but not like side by side with, with John Crease. I, I don't know. It, it is very interesting. So, yeah. 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 yeah it's, it's very interesting indeed. Um. So this is where chosen, yeah, basically says Yosh, yeah, he's he's gonna he he will accept the the job here as being the right hand man, and they toast mm-hmm. uh, to righting wrongs in the past and coming back on top. So uh, I, th- I think we can uh, figure out what he means by that there. And chosen says Kari, which uh, Terry Silver gives a look of like, oh, you know. So what were your thoughts when you first saw this sequence of the? Um- well, kind of obviously, I didn't. I didn't pick up on the wrong toast. Chosen said, but uh, uh, but it looks like it looks like you know the deal is made now, and Chosen is now completely on the inside. So, um, I think like unless unless you're as um clever as Silver and would pick up on that, yeah. Um, I, I'm actually curious if there's anyone you know who did pick up on that, who knows the difference between Okina, Okinawan. Saluted versus uh, um, Kyoto. But, right, uh, right. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure some did. That in, and for me, I was just like, okay, that's the wrong word. But I, I, I didn't know that. Oh, he said like the Okinawan version. Mm-hmm. Um, and you may have seen like my tweets or whatnot. But uh, I was just like, oh man, this reminded me of Inglorious Bastards. Oh, I don't. Yeah. What happened in that one? Or, did you see that movie at all? I did, but in fact, okay. I was thinking about so, it recently. Um, but I... Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Michael Fassbender's character, he infiltrates like mm-hmm. the the Nazis, I believe it was, mm-hmm. and they're in the bar, and um, he says, oh, three glasses, but he holds like the wrong three fingers Oh, the, the way he holds his fingers up? Yeah, yeah. Because in Europe, they do it differently than Correct. Americans. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And um, I, I, and I don't remember if Fassbender immediately knew that he did it wrong, but he does kind of give a look, kind of like, "Oh, geez, where to go? Where do we go from here?" Because, like the the other officer, immediately looks at his fingers and his face drops. Like, okay, all right, this this guy is not who he says he is. Mm-hmm. So it plays out very similarly, and they're both just as intense. Yeah, very good. Mm-hmm. You know what? The scene is more fun rewatching it now that you know that. Because now you can really get this suspense or something. I I actually enjoy rewatching the scene. Oh yeah, I yeah. I don't even know how many times I've like listened to it while I'm working and watching it. You mm-hmm. know, like uh, I I do like I don't know how long the iPhone's been doing this, but like I can put on Netflix and put my phone to sleep, but still listen to the audio. So mm-hmm. that's that's what I like to do, so I can hear. And and not get distracted. What's on screen? Like I can actually just listen straight up to the words. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but yeah, just the like like I I know we're only on the second episode here, and I feel bad on social media because like all, all I tweet and post about is chosen, <laughs> but like. <laughs> But if you guys know me, like, what do you expect? But but I I, I feel bad because like Thomas Ian Griffiths is like killing it as Terry Silver oh, as well. Is. Like it, you just you know the the facial reactions. We we talked about that sequence between like uh, Terry Silver and and Tori. You know, and he's got right. so mm-hmm. much more, and, and and he's got more coming up in this this episode as well. You know mm-hmm. that that he does great in. Uh, who he can flip just just as quick as Hector. Uh, but speaking of Hector. Um, uh, him and Miguel, they arrive at the restaurant and Miguel thinks that he should take him home. Probably got drunk by this point. I'm surprised Miguel isn't for having like, what, what was it? Tequila or, or something with him earlier? Yeah, but I guess uh, Miguel just had the one shot, but I, I think Hector's been drinking, yeah. That's fair. Uh, Miguel even offers to drive him home and this is where we definitely get some more backstory and this is probably my favorite hector sequence just because i think luis roberto guzman who plays hector is just killing phenomenal. it phenomenal you know? like, yeah yeah, yeah it's, it's so it's good such an amazing oh he really just knocks it out of the park um yeah so yeah it's really I, this whole scene it's it's well written and so well performed yeah no i i completely agree with that uh you know like he he talk, Hector talks about like they're having to lay lay low there for like a few days, and I think he was like, "Oh gosh, maybe 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 a couple of weeks or something like that." And then yeah, I'm gonna lay you low. Know, Miguel's mm-hmm. like, "Well, what about uh, Maria and Luis?" And and this is where he starts to find out more about like where Hector is with with, with everything, you know, like mm-hmm. like he shares this the story about the Icarus, which I feel like a lot of us are kind of familiar with, you know, like mm-hmm. flying too close to the sun, and mm-hmm. you know your your wings were burned, but. Hector says that his dad has told him the story, you know, and and that he uses a few analogies. And I was thinking, I was like, man, this is kind of like not too dissimilar from like, you know, uh, not bad. There's no bad student. There's bad teacher. Mm-hmm. You know, like Hector was was a good kid, but it was his dad that gave him kind of like bad advice. Um, but we kind of find out like, oh, this is where his paranoia comes from, because like, I guess in Ecuador, he was really successful at what he was doing. But Carmen did not like it, and uh, I guess, and this is to my surprise, he even talks about Yaya, like who who apparently f- felt like even more bad about what he was doing than Carmen did. Yeah, you know, they, because they, he says, yeah, they it, it, apparently referring to Carmen and Rosa the way it's written, it, they tried to fuck with me, a successful man, um, because and then he talks about. It. So it seems like. Carmen and Yaya tried to stop him right. um from what he's saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. which is something we didn't know. Um, and I I don't know if they're gonna go into that more later or what. But um Yeah. because now 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 it's like you know, it's a little I'm just like, man, you know, with the, the like in episode four oh eight, uh party time. Mm-hmm. And you know, just right before the prom, uh Yaya makes that comment, like, you know, he's starting to look like his father. But like the the the, the face you know, that that Rosa makes, like it doesn't really quite match up like what we're hearing from uh, Hector's point of view, you know. But but again, it's like he said, she said, you know. They're kind of remembering things differently. Mm-hmm. Like me, I don't know. It's uh, it's, it's a tough one, you know. But yeah, um, obviously, since that is you know Miguel's mom and and grandmother, he does not like what he's hearing. Right, that kind of even adds to it too. Not only that's is this how, guy that, bad, yeah, 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 that's how the audience we know. 
he's a bad guy when he's talking bad about Carmen and Rosa. And Yaya, uh, we all love Yaya. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, we're just speaking bad about Yaya. That's our Yaya yeah. too, dude. Yeah. <laughs> so we 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 know you're bad. Yeah. Uh, did you uh, anything else that you liked about his backstory? Like, um, one of my uh, favorite moments is like. You know, he, oh God, what, 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 he say, what does he say? He's like, that is the price of doing business. Or no, the cost. He goes, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that is the cost of doing business. That is the cost. Like, he repeats it. It's just the way he delivers it. Uh, I just think it's 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 really, really good. Like, what, what are my, one of my favorite, like, dialogues of the season. Yeah, and there's so much, like, he's saying. Um, well, like, even going back to the Icarus story, the first thing is he mentions his dad, which would be Miguel's grandfather, uh, but you know, right. Miguel doesn't ask um anything, and then he talks about Icarus, and the the son is the government, the son is women. Uh, so it's like it's this different side, like, oh, you get the the government's gonna screw you over, women are gonna screw you over. Um, you know, and you see this like this sort of uh jaded, almost like on edge guy that comes out when he's drunk and thinks he's gotta be on the run, you know. the look out for the government, look out for the women. And he talks about those corrupt assholes or whatever in Ecuador. And he's like referring to the government, but, but we can kind of gather from that. He's calling them corrupt, but probably they were just following the law or whatever. And he was, he was actually the corrupt one. Uh, So um, that's kind of what's interesting about the whole thing too. Is he, he's complaining about the government people because they were trying to stop him as successful businessman. But, but really he was the, um, the corrupt one i don't think i have any other notes but basically he's 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 all in on himself like you know this is about him his business and his money and yeah one other thing is he says to miguel you know do you know i regret it and and nothing and it's kind of an interesting moment um because would he regret it if he knew he had a son um that's that's a question we don't really know he doesn't regret Carmen leaving. So we know that. So he doesn't have any regrets that Carmen left and is out of his life. He never had a family. He doesn't care. Um, but would he would he change his mind if he knew um he had a son here that he never knew? Let's um, uh, kind of compare him to like Terry Silver, right? Who also mm-hmm. didn't have a family, mm-hmm. you know. And uh so, so if if Hector found out that he did have a son. Does that change things up? Like all his money, his business, like he has somebody to leave that to when he dies. You know, Miguel would yeah. be his legacy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's very interesting. I mean, that again, that's something that could play into season six and thereafter or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, very interesting. I, I, again, everything that they write, like if, man, they're so good. I mean, that's why like I specifically like this episode is like one of my favorites, if not my favorite. I don't know if I'm ready to say that. Like when I watched season four, I was like, party time, hands down. That's my favorite episode. But that's mm-hmm. because of the I love you, Robbie. It's just like I I, I love feeling, you know. Yeah, there like, you go. Yeah. I, I just don't I, I you know, everyone loves like fun stuff, you know, like it, it's because mm-hmm. like, fun makes you feel good, but like to really break your heart, you know, like those gut wrenching moments. That 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 leaves like an impression on you, and you don't forget that stuff. So like that, I love you, Robbie. When like the following Valentine's Day, which uh, I guess would have been like a little a month after season four came out, like mm-hmm. I made like these fake Valentine cards, you know, like a uh, a picture of like Carmen and and no not not Carmen uh, uh, Amanda and Sam, and it says uh, I I love you too, uh, Anthony. You yeah, know, like yeah. I just kept on changing that because like it was still so heavy on my mind. I was just like, man. 
that's 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 machete right there. Those are so, good. I, I remember those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Yeah. So same thing with this this episode. It's just mm-hmm. like man, you know, just the the impression that Hector's leaving on me just from his dialogue, but also like Luis's acting mm-hmm. is is really good. But also like what's about to follow here is uh, again one of those moments too where you're just like, oh man, like yeah. Amy said this is like Johnny's best timing, you know, <laughs> uh, of, of the entire universe, right? Like you, you've mentioned it in your, uh, I think the, the nerfed Hawk video, like, you know, mm. so you mentioned something about the Miyagi verse, just how it's just full of bad timings. Full of, yeah, bad timings. Yeah. And we have and good so, timing once. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Miguel excuses himself, uh, to which uh, Hector says, "Okay, you know, went to Tyrone, you know, for himself, which mm-hmm. sounds amazing right now because uh, I do love <laughs> those. <laughs> I'm a fan of those." And um, so yeah, Johnny shows up. The the music is amazing, um, mm-hmm. and you know he he calls Carmen and he says that he's coming home and embraces Johnny. But then you know from the shadows there, and like put yourself in Miguel's headspace at this point because like. He just like like literally walked out from a pretty dangerous situation and mm-hmm. and you know he's pretty lucky. Johnny shows up, you know, he feels saved, but then boom, Robbie steps out. And it's just like God, I just I can't have a win. You know, I just can't have something for me at this point. So yeah, very heartbreaking still. Yeah, very heartbreaking. Um, you know, I even almost feel like Carmen just didn't know what to say to him on the phone. She was just so happy. He's like, I'm coming home. Um, yeah. you know, but she knows something happened, but great timing. Um, yeah. And it's, it's a, it's a tough, uh, moment. I guess he sees Robbie. I don't know if he's like hurt or something or just is he's processing too much. And then Robbie, um, goes back. Uh, yeah. So yeah, it, and I made another note that Miguel leaves without his backpack. Um, oh no! <laughs> sort of forgot Ooh. it. But I, <laughs> you, I mean, did, did you ever see uh, Adventures in Babysitting? No. Okay, Elizabeth Shue movie. You know, one of my favorites of hers. Mm. Um, there's a uh, a little girl that she babysits who's like carrying around a backpack throughout the entire movie. She's got like a Thor helmet. So like shout outs to her for being like one of the early comic book, you know, fans or whatnot. But she forgets a backpack in like this guy's car. And at the end of the movie, he comes back and brings that backpack. And it's kind of like a sweet moment between him and Elizabeth Shue. What if Hector brings back that backpack? Like that's how he finds Miguel. You know, like you think Miguel is the type to leave his like address and full name, you know, on a backpack. I don't know. I don't know. I I didn't even really think it through too much because I almost felt like it was just like a the writers forgot about it themselves. You uh, think so? You think they would? <laughs> uh, they might have. I mean, you know what? It is on the the bed in the scene when he's calling Carmen. Okay. Um, because in fact, I yeah, I was just looking at it like so uh, earlier in the episode. So it is like there, um, but because then, like, also, I mean, if 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 they left the uh, El Hoyo uh, Verde, mm-hmm. y- you know, like Miguel doesn't know that they're about to hide out, right? You know, they they left and went right. straight there. So Miguel mm-hmm. is not at one point like, hey, can, can we stop by and grab my bag just real quick? <laughs> You know, and like he's he's emotional right now. Like I don't even yeah. think he's thinking about his bag after like, yeah, you know, being with Johnny. You know, because yeah. what was he gonna say? Like, hey, um, 
I have an idea where this one place is. I need to go grab my bag because at this point, like what's in it? You know, probably nothing too important. You have your phone and you're being rescued. So yeah. whatever you have, I think you're you're good without it. Yeah. Change of clothes, maybe. Um, but that was probably it, I guess. Maybe it's not that important. Um Yeah. Maybe some hairstyling mousse, you know. For, <laughs> there you go, yeah. <laughs> for because yeah, you wanted to look his best. So yeah. Um, so let's see here. So yeah. Uh the scene leaked, by yeah. the way. They, this Johnny and Miguel leaked like like in March. It wasn't like when the they shot it in Puerto Rico it came out. I unfortunately I saw this scene uh like back in March. Someone on set was like recording with their phone and it came out. But oh, um I did yeah. not see that. I I, yeah. I feel I feel like I saw like maybe some images of of that, you know. I don't I don't know if they were actually filming. Like they might have just been standing around. I kind of mm-hmm. remember like, you know, the FBI shirts and it's dark, but that's yeah. it. You know, but yeah. I do try to avoid that stuff. Yeah, yeah, I saw it. I forget where. Um, but the funny thing is, for me, when I saw it, like back in March, my biggest thought was, "Oh, Johnny drives the Eagle Fang van down to Mexico. Like that's how he gets to Mexico for some reason. Like that was the biggest thing I saw when it or thought when I saw it uh, leak. Um, but unfortunately, yeah. Uh, but like, I, I it didn't ruin anything for me just because, like, right, right. Yeah, you, you you figured there was probably going to be some scene where they reunite so it's not like it was like oh my god like that's why i'm saying like the biggest surprise for me was that it was the eagle fang <laughs> but now i guess my other note uh like last notes about this particular sequence is like well n- number one it's got to be an awkward ass uh ride home with the three of them mm-hmm. but but also like while hector is chomping on that chicharron is he not going to recognize this this uh the the white lining wearing like the FBI shirt that he had just seen earlier? I don't think he's paying attention. I think he's drunk and out of it and eating and he's not looking out the window. Um yeah. I I would hope. I would hope. Yeah. I mean I mean uh, otherwise I mean even if he did, you know, that's something that he's going to keep in the back of his mind, you know. Uh but yeah, I I do I do wonder. Uh, so we cut to the very last sequence here. Uh, we're back at the Cobra Kai dojo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tori walks in with her trophy and mm-hmm. adds it to the wall of other trophies. Do you have any idea, thoughts of like what the other trophies are? You know, like I guess previous students of Terry Silver's that have won championships elsewhere. Yeah, it's kind of like um, previously they explained where the trophies were. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really think of it. You know. I mean, Silver might have gone down to the trophy store and bought a few and just put them or up like, on the uh, wall. What, what, one of them's like Johnny's from like 1982, was it? Or 83? Well, <laughs> they're from the old dojo. Maybe they are Johnny's. Like, because Johnny never picked up his trophies, right? He just left the dojo and they were always still yeah, there. Because um, Crease took it over. Yeah. Yeah. So, so silver just just brought him over hey they're and, cobra uh, kai yeah. they're cobra kai dojo uh he, wins, he, cl- you know? he, he closed down johnny's dojo took everything yeah. right like johnny showed up in 410 and everything's gone so yeah he did pack it up so it could be uh let's see so yeah tori decides to go ahead and hang up uh, her trophy so she made her decision she says uh, you know she's coming back to class terry's gonna make her the future of the dojo which he he told her he would mm-hmm. um and he tells her that there's no class and that he's got some business that he's got to take care of. And as she leaves, 
Chojin shows up and I'm just like, oh man, uh, clearly, you know, or not clearly, but, you know, obviously we see that there is a fight that goes down uh, with these senseis, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I, I feel like I already kind of knew that Chosen was going to come up on top, but still like Chosen kind of walking into something that he doesn't know what's going to happen. It's like, oh, am I, am I early, you know, or something like that? And Terry's like, no, you know, basically you're right on time and like a Bond villain. He starts to kind of give us some exposition about like the the whiskey that he drank. Yeah. Yeah. And like at the time, you don't understand because, you know, you unless you know Chosen said the wrong word or something, like um, it's just like, what's going on? How does he know? Uh, I think it's our first glimpse of like Terry Silver, super villain, like Bond villain is a good way. Like he just knows that well, picks I, up the I little saw, details. I stole that from yeah. a douche. <laughs> For the next episode. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Sensei uh, Targaryen will take it from um Dimitri, uh, from but... Dimitri in episode seven. Now, um, yeah, when when Terry was starting to tell the story about the uh, uh Masataka Taka oh, gosh, Masataka Takasuru, uh, when he starts telling uh Chosen about this this gentleman, I thought that he was gonna give a story about a guy that like infiltrated something and ended up getting killed i thought that's where that was going mm. so it was actually kind of a a, a welcome like surprise like oh the, Corey, he said it wrong and for him mm. for him to have chosen to say it too mm. you know i thought this was really good um i i have like my own explanation but i i feel it's probably like a, uh, not a generic one a common one but uh what what's your reasoning for how does terry silver know that he's chosen because because even chosen asks but he doesn't answer oh so how he got the the full info i think yeah because he called him chosen he's like, so oh, my you know? my suspicion is you know terry silver's super villain is realizing he's from okinawa and then immediately kind of wondering well why would he be lying about all this? You know, probably looked up dojos in Okinawa. And I guess, you know, Chosen probably has a website for his dojo in Okinawa and found it. Yeah, um, he, he is a and, master sensei, right? Yeah, right. And then also realized, you know, and then if he sees, you know, it's affiliated with Miyagi-Do or something, he's going to immediately make the connection. It's with Daniel. And that's probably how it went, you know? Yeah. And um, so like, you know, Mine is pretty much that as well, but it's just like, well, Ter- Terry Silver is like, you know, again, to take a new word, a Bond villain, right? He's like, mm-hmm. he's like the ultimate bad guy. He's got his resources, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and so, yeah, he's going he's gonna to be able to get all the info. Uh, may- maybe even does the, the whole Dimitri face recognition, you know? Like he's, <laughs> he's got surveillance, right? Maybe he's taking that footage and ran it through something. It's like, boom, there it is. Uh, kind of, kind of like a link tree, you know. It's got all, got all of like Besser, Besser Taguchi's, uh, you know, uh, Instagram and Facebook and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, Terry Silver's got resources. I, I feel like is what we're supposed to get out of this, uh, and that's why he doesn't even answer. You know, we're wondering it, but uh, not knowing is probably a better answer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think that's a good uh, use of like not over-explaining because. And they do this with Silver throughout the season by keeping it always a little bit of like, a, how did he do that? Where did he come from? It it makes him more ominous and more like threatening and scary. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and this is where he kind of loses a, a little bit. And I totally get it too. Like his his lifelong friend, he just jailed, mm-hmm. and now he you know just 
came across a guy that he's about to be BFFs with. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I was like, you, you just accepted the position of being my right hand man, but but now you have betrayed me. Like you're supposed to be my friend. So like, yeah, yeah. he kind of goes from like zero to sixty. He's like, I will offer triple to any man who takes this down, and you will get the job. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, let's talk about this fight. Uh, I mean, he takes out all six, which is kind of like. How did you guys miss that, man? Like all six? All six. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. Like the one, the one callback I wanted for Chosen, I didn't get. So it it's fine. I mean, you know what? They could also explain it away. Like, well, Peter, you know, you six sensates. I mean, why do we have to say it? <laughs> you know, it's it's obvious. <laughs> it was too obvious, yeah. Way too obvious. Or, I mean, unless they're saving it for a future season. I don't know. <laughs> but but uh, you know, that the um when, when that image came out and like shout outs to Mike, aka Cobra Kai Wisdom. He was mad at himself that he didn't come up with the all six uh caption for that <laughs> yeah. image as well. I was like, mm-hmm. dude, when I came up with it, I was like, how did nobody else at this point? Like it was like way late in the day. So I yeah. thought that I might have been late to it, but yeah, yeah that that went viral. People were like, Oh yeah, it's it that fits totally. All six. <laughs> all six, man. It's so good. Um yeah, I uh w- when you and I broke down the trailer well, gosh i see it's been so long now and so many things has happened but i i even I, I feel like i said at some point like there's no way that they're going to take one at a time or if i pointed that out i i thought it was going to be more i, I didn't think it was going to be what it is like mm-hmm. I, I thought it was going to be like there, there's a reason that they're going one at a time because why like if you're trying to take this but then again like i guess it shows more skills on like the individual sensei right like right they, says, they want yeah. the credit right, right so right. um you know because then they want the job so they want to make sure it's known that they're the ones who took them down exactly so, but mm-hmm. chosen has no trouble i mean he's blocking a lot of different shots uh mm-hmm. again if you follow me follow me on instagram i did a I added like the, the the Mario getting the coins, you know, you know, like you know, for all the hits, and and I gave them all like point values. Did you see the the one thousand for the little uh, throat the throat thing he does? At the end? When did you? I didn't see this one. I must have missed. Are it. you serious? Like it's, it's I, yeah, it went viral. It's like uh like like over six thousand views. I'll look back on your feed. You know what? You you it. probably didn't know what it was. So you you probably just like oh Peter's just sharing the fight. But, so, but yeah, uh, as, yeah, yeah, I might have, and sometimes, especially if I'm on my desktop, uh, like the videos don't play and stuff, so I, oh. I won't see it. Um, yeah, so so basically, yeah, it, 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 it I took the clip of him fighting everyone, and then mm-hmm. anytime he actually connects, not just blocking because blocking, I gave no points, but when he actually hits or whatever. Uh, I like that I you have like rules. A, you you have yeah. you made rules for the scoring. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. But 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 the the actual point value, I it was no rhyme or reason. It was just meant to be funny. Like mm-hmm. a punch to the face was 100. Mm-hmm. But like a like a um like a a guy who's moving, he just kicks behind him 300 points, you uh-huh. know? <laughs> you know, something like that. Um it, it's just super random, but like yeah, a, a point thing will just kind of pop up but then it was the sound effect of mario collecting coins you know i i think was so it was it was fun mm-hmm. um okay so yeah he, he he beats them all up and i just love the threat that uh chosen leaves him with you know no expansion um you leave the larusos alone mm-hmm. you know we're gonna we're gonna create this line and you know you're not gonna cross it mm-hmm. uh otherwise you'll be, be, be uh you're, you're gonna beg for mercy so I just I love it. It's well written. 
Yeah, telling well a Cobra Kai you're going to beg for mercy is <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> Throw it back in his face. Yeah. Uh, so what, what do you think about Terry Silver and like how he just kind of stands there? Um, You know, he's got that like in boss villain, like in a video game that the boss could could fight, but he stands back and lets the, the henchmen go first. So the Sha- Shao Kahn in, in Mortal yeah. Kombat Part 2, where right, he's just sitting yeah. on his throne watching it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I do like I do like how it keeps cutting to Terry Silver, and he's just kind of like, God, these guys are worthless. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> these are the, supposed to be the finest senseis in the valley. Which mm-hmm. you know, I need to make a correction, and and I hate this about like you know, kind of being so active on social media. Like sometimes, like my my thoughts are quicker than I actually type or talk. You know, like mm-hmm. sometimes, like you corrected me in the first episode where. I think I say season and you corrected me that I meant episode, you know, that kind of thing. Oh yeah. Where, yeah um, it happens. <laughs> yeah. Oh, all the time. And so, uh, with gosh, what was I getting? I hate that when I try to like give context and then I lose my train of thought. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's fine, you know, but great fight. Uh, the senseis all. Oh, oh, I called them the all Valley senseis. On social media, I've been oh. referring to them as the All Valley Sensei, but there, but he says the Valley uh, Sensei from the Valley or something like that. So I keep yeah. saying All Valley because mm-hmm. of the tournament or tournament mm-hmm. for those that participated in our, our Twitter oh, poll. Did you say tournament or tournament? <laughs> that was actually pretty tournament. big. That was yeah. that was a, that was a fun one. Mm-hmm. Um, any other thoughts on this uh, uh, last sequence here? My my favorite part is like I like the idea that chosen after knocking all these guys out goes back, puts his shoes on, goes into the locker room, changes, and then just strolls out. Like his, He doesn't just leave the dojo. He goes back and changes and yeah. puts back on his street clothes and then leaves. Well, so. thank you for bringing that up because like uh, the other idea I had, I didn't even comment on this, but the fact that Chosen says what he says, turns around and walks off, right? So like he he's, he's doesn't even fear that Terry Silver is going to come right after him, right after this moment, after making that yeah. threat in his dojo, mind you. Mm-hmm. You know, like we learned from the first uh, movie, like, you know, you don't come into your dojo or, you know, someone's dojo and drop a challenge, you yeah. know? And so too much yeah. advantage, his dojo. Well, yeah. not in this case. Yeah, not in this case. <laughs> and this will come back. This will come back uh, in, in a later episode, yeah. that very line. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the fact that Chosen turns, turns his back on Terry Silver, that's just like, man, that's just badass right there. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah so good all right so uh again kind of continuing a uh new-ish tradition we are or i solicited some feedback from our facebook group so if you're a newer listener or a listener that wants to provide some feedback you know give your thoughts or whatnot join the group uh just type in companion companion with a k i'm sure you'll be able to find us and uh i'm just going to kind of go through, go through down here a lot of people commented uh and replied underneath comments i'm only going to read that first uh comment because there's there's stuff that like you know it was between them right they weren't replying mm-hmm. to me uh there might might have been some like oh i have something to add but i'm just you know just going to read the the one there um or your first one, rather. So let's see here. Dorian says, now I want to do a chili competition. Uh, good luck, Dorian. <laughs> yeah, uh, good luck. <laughs> tell me tell me how that goes, and please yeah. record yourself. Uh, <laughs> David M., I actually not have not heard from David in a while here, a long-time uh, follower. Uh, he says, now I want to see Robbie on an episode of Hot Ones, uh, or at the very least, Tanner. So that'd be interesting. I want to see if Tanner could get down on some Hot Ones. Um 
the funny thing about that one is like uh that that the, the moment where Robbie brings that up so it sounds like that was kind of their bonding not 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 the like I'm throwing shade that that's all they did but they bonded long enough you know and watched enough of those episodes that Robbie was able to recognize a certain uh chili a certain pepper like oh that's what mm -hmm. this is you know yeah so so i do like that that they had some sort of body moment but also funny enough that you know uh this is the first shout out to youtube uh, of the season so mm -hmm. um next one is from kiara she says miguel made me cry and it's my new record i never started crying on episode two sholo was great and mm -hmm. i completely agree yeah uh jamie lee the host of in the front row she says what does that mean what tree uh the end of this episode got me good Biggie being completely broken to see uh, for himself who his dad was, only to realize his dad had been there all along. Uh, stop it. Also, I love that Robbie watched Miguel uh, and Johnny embrace and that Miguel saw Robbie watch them because I truly believe Robbie seeing Miguel or Biggie uh, so vulnerable was step one of their healing process. That's an, Yeah, I think it's a, it's a positive, yeah. Yeah. Uh, any more to add to that? Yeah, I, I, I didn't even... Uh, because, you know, I've been kind of like focusing more on like Miguel's point of view, but mm -hmm. for Robbie's point of view, it's kind of like, oh, yeah. So I didn't even think about it. He, he understands that, that the relationship they do have and that, you know, Miguel doesn't have a father or, you know, his father is in a very bad man. So, yeah, I think it is a a, a, a part of the process that, you know, yeah. he sees that. So, because, you know, like I, I mentioned in, in our 501 review, I was just like, you know, like, oh, Robbie is, uh, you know, he hears Johnny on the phone with Carmen, you know, and all these things. But now, again, from from Robbie's point of view, it's like, oh, wow, we, we're here to rescue you from your dad. You're over here crying on the phone. Like, something must really happen. And and, and now, like, Robbie feels even more bad, right? Mm -hmm. It's just like, and and so, like, yeah, you were here to look for your dad, and, and now you're embracing mine, and that's that's all you have. That's, yeah, that's that's a whole new level of that. I didn't even think about that. Uh, the next one comes from uh, Jenny, uh, Jenny H. She says, who is the actor who plays young Sato? He looks familiar. Also, I'm still over all disappointed with the Hector story. Uh, it didn't really seem to go anywhere. Was it just a vehicle to move along Johnny and Robbie's relationship or strengthen Johnny and Miguel's relationship? Or will we see Hector in season six? And finally, I know we're not supposed to question too much for everything to, uh, uh, or everything will start to unravel. But where does Johnny get all his money? Aside from the pepper bet, we know he gets no money from the pawn shop guy, and he hasn't been teaching for a bit. Plus, he probably doesn't charge his students that much. So seriously, does he still have money left over from Sid? Oh, and don't get me started on the pepper that Johnny rubs in the MMA guy's eye that was dried in Robbie's pocket just a few seeds earlier. Okay, I'm done now. Oh, I, I love the show. <laughs> so... Uh, a lot to unpack there. Uh, anything that stood out for you there? I mean, I, I feel like we kind of uh, went over a, a few of those things. Uh, maybe the money issue w wasn't one that we really touched on yet. Yeah, the, I mean, the money, it's something they just try to sweep aside and not get into it so much. I guess, you know, he had some saved and whatever. I guess that, that's about it. But he didn't have a whole lot. And obviously, it gets back to the money. Um, well, what in two episodes from now so so it is yeah. something that's kind of like there that they try not to to make too much um i i kind of agree i felt like the mexico storyline could have been longer um i do think they could have maybe gotten one more episode out of this 
Um, it's just, it just, it does happen so fast, especially for, to me, how season four ended was such a, that, that big moment. And it's such the, the cliffhanger, you know, Miguel leaves the tournament and such, and then we get two episodes and it's, everything moves really fast. Um, and we don't really get to really explore it. And, you know, Miguel never revealed himself to Hector and that's kind of an interesting choice. And, um, that I'm just not sure, like I wasn't sold on, um, at least initially. Um, I, I get it, but um yeah, so. in, in in the theories too, like I, I feel I, I feel a lot of us kind of kind of feel this way, right? Like I was like, oh man, like I, I thought it was gonna be bigger because like how how it was being set up in, in season four. Mm-hmm. And you made a great comment. I feel like it was on your live stream on how you could have corrected it, you know, if you wanted like a third episode, like what you could take out completely. That, that the, yeah, keep, and yeah. I, I'll, I'll bring it up in the next episode's recap. Okay. But I mean, just yeah, very basically. Um, yeah, well, I you know what, I, I'll I'll save it for next episode. Yeah, save it. Um, yeah, you, yeah. you know, because because it's about next episode. But you know, this this episode where we ended on such a high point, like emotionally, like high for for you know Miguel. It's 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 a lot of going on here, and then and then. We'll we'll talk more about it, but but I do Absolutely. think um I do think they could have put another episode in, and personally I think the reason they didn't, and I'll mention this more next week, but okay. uh you know is is um it was production reasons because they were shooting in Puerto Rico they they were going to be so long, and they didn't want like Miguel that the Sholo went in Atlanta not doing anything. Uh, like when they were shooting. Uh, so I, I think there were some production reasons for it, but I think story-wise, I think it could have been done. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. And and for me, like, I was just like, oh, man, you know, like if, if we kept everything, obviously, right? Like I, I felt like, oh, man, that's just seemed a little, uh, you know, kind of short. But when I did the season five recap with Fred, friend of the show, Fred, he even says like, you know, like I, I, I get it. You know, we, we got to get everyone back to the States and kind of, you know, kind of start that story right like having johnny reacclimated with everybody have him be chosen and all that so like maybe another episode dedicated to the mexico storyline like you know th- now they're gonna have to rush everything else right um, yeah but see that's where i disagree and, and we'll talk about that next okay. next week okay. oh, next yeah next. yeah so but yeah i, I was just kind of like oh man yeah that that's it so that's why i i feel it's like man there's got to be more there's, there's got to be more to it yeah. um like not in season five obviously like not not like oh there could have been more that that they didn't give us but like i feel mm-hmm. they're still setting up you know uh more um, so thank you, Jen, uh, Jenny, for that. Uh, now, Jen, uh, our moderator, she says, I did love seeing Young Chosen and Sato as well. So just adding to that. Yeah, um, that great, great. I, my favorite flashback of the series so far. Yeah. I think so. Uh, uh, we got a, a, a new a new listener, uh, also mm. new to the group, Alondra. Uh, now, she is also working on some new um, T-shirt designs mm. uh, that I think uh, – uh, people are gonna like I, I will tease one uh this is more of like you know call it like a vanity design or something because i asked her for this specific design because i want the shirt like if anybody else wants it that's that's great but it's like i want to wear this and uh it might be a certain um image of me shaking hands with two people you know if you catch my drift mm. 
Yeah. So I, I think some people have, you know, could probably picture something that I overshare a lot of me shaking hands with people. Um, but that's, yeah, that, that that's one that I asked specifically for me. And I go out, you know, throw it on the Threadless uh, store. And if you want to buy it, that's great. But yeah, more, more so for me. Um, <laughs> no, now she's also from Mexico, which is worth pointing out. Mm-hmm. Uh, she says, so I saw a lot of Mexican fans complaining about the representation of our country. And well, I'm going to be honest. It was not the best, but also not the worst. I've definitely seen worse representation, 007 Spectre, for example. I think the problem was not the people in the show, because you could clearly tell they were Mexican or at least Latinos. The problem was the set. It's like they tried way too hard to make it look like Mexico, but didn't actually research what our streets and stuff looked like. There were some little corners uh, where it did look like Mexico, like the Mercado, uh, where the uh, Chile competition took place, or where they took away Johnny's van. My other problem with it is the yellow sepia filter they put over the episodes only when the whole Mexico stuff was happening. Absolutely horrible. Of course, I don't speak for all of us Mexicans, but I personally think the representation wasn't that bad. But I do think they should have done a little bit more of research and, of course, get rid of that terrible sepia filter. The episode by itself was great. The ending got me crying my eyes out, though I felt the first two episodes a bit rushed, but that's understandable because they wanted to start with the actual plot with Silver and stuff. So she also gives a lot. And the um, the, I, the filter choice, yeah, go ahead. Go well, ahead. I, yeah, I don't know about the filter, but I, I think this is ultimately a consequence. This is is a consequence of COVID because they, they did want to shoot in Mexico. Um, they, it was just going to be too hard. With the, with everything that was still going on, so they had to shoot in Puerto Rico, and I think you know they just Puerto Rico is in Mexico. I mean, I think that's the the truth. So they right. they did what they could. Um, right. you know, um, sometimes you, you you do what you can, and you know, honestly, this happens all the time in movies. You know, how many times did they shoot in Atlanta? For other cities, Toronto is often used for any city in America. Um, so it it kind of happens uh, a lot, and especially you know, John did say they they had wanted to shoot uh, down in Mexico, but it just it didn't right. work out. So I mean, it, it, yeah. that's also on brand for them, right? Like if if they can go to where they need to be, they will do it. You know, mm-hmm. Okinawa. Right in yeah, season right. three, mm-hmm. they, they they didn't want to like redo the Hawaii thing, you know. If they can get to yeah. Okinawa, they're gonna go, and they did. And so, yeah, I, I totally get that. The um the filter, like I feel that's probably just like a stylistic choice, you know. Like flashbacks also has like a certain look to them as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that 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 is interesting, but yeah, so, it helps it helps there. distinguish locations. Um, like you know, you you visually distinguish your locations. Um just so it's a way to do that i don't know what other choices there would be that's not my specialty but um right right yeah yeah but might be a good question to to, to ask somebody mm-hmm. uh so uh, another long one this is also a um i don't know if he's a newer listener i feel like he might be but he is definitely new to the group of he, he said he found us because of the podcast so i'm assuming a new listener so this is js uh, he says, how about that performance of uh, Luis Roberto Guzman, though? Mm-hmm. Obviously, we knew he was dangerous throughout the whole series, but he comes off as easygoing and charming. That's something we actually haven't said, though. You know, like, he is charming. We said that he's nice and friendly and all that stuff. Charming as hell, right? You know, like uh, Miguel was like, oh, are you like the mayor? You know, he, he like knows everyone. You know, as, right. as I talked yeah. about, yeah, he just yeah, knows yeah. everyone. 
Jay continues in an instant where he's warned uh, that the FBI is looking for him. He does a 180. You can tell how dangerous he is by the look in his eyes and tone of uh, tone of voice, uh, especially when he says, don't make me ask again. Yep. See, commented mm-hmm. on that. Uh, it really leaves you feeling like, whoa, when scared for Miguel. Uh, it also makes me wonder what would have happened if Johnny and Robbie didn't show up uh, there with their FBI shirts. Funny dad, funny dad joke, by the way. Uh, who's to say Miguel would have never found out or put into a worse situation without the event happening, with that event, without that event happening? Then to talk about laying low for a few weeks, pulling out a gun. I had that in my notes and I forgot to mention it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he pulls out a gun all nonchalant. Yeah, oh, gosh, here we go. You know, uh, drinking heavily and going on a rant about this in in front of this random boy. Total 180 and his performance was excellent, I thought. Uh, I don't think this is the last we'll see of him. I think it's kind of mirrors the Okinawa trip from season three, where the trip had a specific purpose and then easily forgotten and never mentioned again. I think that was done on purpose. As mentioned from one of your podcasts, Miguel did leave his bag at his house. Interesting. Who said that? You just said actually, that. Is yeah, he, I is, said it. I, I don't remember he, it on your podcast. I don't yeah. know if anyone else brought did, it up. Is he Jay? Are you from the future? <laughs> uh, let's see. And Hector is involved. This in is the like it's scene. like spaceballs. The the real time. Right. Yeah, yeah. He fast forwarded yeah, and now he, he rewound fast- it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When, when will now be then soon? <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Miguel did leave his bag at the house, and Hector is involved in the fighting scene. So I'm thinking that during the world tournament with one of his fighters, Hector will be there and recognize Miguel, realize Carmen is his mother, and it sets up Hector as a villain. Or Hector will go to Miguel's house to return his bag only for Carmen to enter the door. Either way, I'm not going to be surprised if he shows up again. Jay, are you for the future? I'm going to ask that again. Yeah. Like, I just, yeah, I just, that's a, and, and I, I don't read these ahead because I don't want anyone's like, you know, thoughts, uh, kind of you know I, I want your guys' thoughts to be your own and, and mine yeah. my own so yeah I don't want it to bleed in together but that's crazy uh, I wonder if he heard somebody else's and it kind of just you know misspoke uh, which is very possible too there's mm-hmm. you know a, a number of podcasts out there um, yeah that 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 is interesting uh, he definitely pointed out some things that we've brought up let me see what else did he say oh yeah comparing it to the Okinawa trip like, I can see that and that, that actually kind of makes sense too I mean mm-hmm. we're not really quite saying uh, making that comparison but we're kind of saying it right yeah. like you know it, we we feel like there's going to be more a- except for like Okinawa I don't know I don't know if did you think there was going to be more on your first watch like did you think like oh Chose is going to come back or or you know, like I, I thought that was a kind of one and done. Um, stuff. I I had been asked many times, and I I always said, in fact, I think th- in a way the way it happened is I think like are they going to go back to Okinawa? And I always said, well, maybe Okinawa will, will come to L.A. That that's usually how I said it. Um, I didn't necessarily know the the way it happened, you know, chosen coming, but but it is something that was always in the back of my head. I actually thought it'd be later in the series. Um, okay. like that is after season three. Like I didn't know it would be at the end of season four, but um, All right? Okay, yeah. I I I thought that was it. You know, because like uh, I've shared this a number of times on the podcast that you know, like uh, before season four came out, 
yeah, before season four came out, people were asking, oh, what if Chosen comes back? I was like, why? Why would, why would he come back? It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So, but it makes total sense. Like you watch season four and then see that at the at the very end. Like, yeah, well, who else is Daniel going to call when, when he needs help, you know? Um, but yeah, I, I did not see Chosen coming back at all. So mm-hmm. uh, Shayna, uh, she's the next person who left feedback here. She says, does it bother anyone else that we still... We still never got actual verbal confirmation that Miguel found the right Hector Salazar. Like, yeah, the story Carmen tells pretty much matches the backstory he gave Miguel, but like, still, I'm sure lots of career criminals have had their wife leave them when they wouldn't stop the legal dangerous stuff. So, like, that could have been anyone. So, I, I kind of mentioned that, you know, like, yeah. I, I feel like maybe I did see a little bit of her feedback because I, I brought that up earlier. But mm-hmm. it's just way too on the nose. And, and and why would they spend time on like the wrong guy? Right. Yeah, at some point you have to stop overthinking it, uh, you know, and just take the story as it is like, yeah, it's this is this is him. So um yeah. you know, and and by the way, just a verbal confirmation going going through all that actually kind of makes the show worse. So it's it's actually better the way it went. You know, you just you just got to be willing to make that association. Okay, this is his father. Like, right? Um, yeah, and yeah. and like I, I I must have said it maybe in ver- different versions. Like I, I feel like at least two instances during during this particular episode, I said mm-hmm. like you know, like uh, not knowing is probably like the, like the better answer, right? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. so like if if you get that confirmation, then what? You know, that kind of takes away from like in the event they bring this character back. Right. It's like, you know, like if it's just a surprise, like, oh, okay, great. Because we did get that confirmation. Now there's a more of a mystique, you know, a surprise. Like, I think people are are more like they like the unknown more than like the actual knowing. Right. right. So, I mean, there, there might be some things that you want an answer for. But like when um, I forgot, what was it that Brianna asked Michael? And, and he's like, "Do you want to know?" And she's like, kind of recanted, and like, oh, oh, who, who was Miguel calling for? There you go. Yeah, um, yeah. When he said "sensei," and the answer is Johnny. But but, um, I, Brianna, you don't have to forget. Yeah, I said that, but that was the answer. But... <laughs> right. Yeah. And, because and by the oh, by it, the like... way, not to get totally off topic, when Miguel writes the letter at the end of the episode, he says, "Um, tell tell Johnny or tell Sensei and Mister Luruso." So yeah. in, in the letter, so that's how he refers to himself. There you go. So yeah, see, and, and Michael said, like, I have the, you, you want the answer? I'll tell you. <laughs> you know? So I, I, I do like that. Like sometimes you don't want to know certain things just because, you know, and, and even like filling in the gaps, like, oh, well, how, how did Terry Silver know? Do we want to really know the answer? Because that might not be sexy, right? Like kind of just yeah. Oh yourself. yeah. It's, it's better. Yeah. It's better the way it is. Um, yeah. Because it, 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 yeah, it adds a mystery and, and you know ominous presence to silver that for like a bad guy is great exactly uh the next one is from james uh james p now this name i don't recognize uh, again we've been getting a lot of uh, uh new people in the group uh, you know thank you guys for joining uh, because there's so many other groups out there and, and groups with like you know eighty thousand people and we have like just a, a little over one thousand but i feel like these are you know uh not to say like other groups have you know people that are you know not respectable or whatnot, but we have people that you know follow our rules. Like we have very simple rules, and you know it doesn't get out of hand. People behave, and and we have a good time, you know. Uh, but it it, it always kind of like it makes me feel good when I see somebody uh, kind of engaging in the group that that I don't know 
You know, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. cool. You know, like this is a place that they clearly mm-hmm. feel comfortable enough uh, commenting or posting and, and things like that. Uh, James asks, did Hector recognize Carmen and Yaya in the photo uh, when he was looking through Miguel's phone? I thought at the time he might return in a later episode and he might still return in a future season. Uh, what do you think? Um, I think it's suspense and he didn't see the photo. Uh, so no, he didn't recognize he, he looked away, uh, right as it came up because the crowd was cheering or something. So it's a, it's a very suspenseful moment. Um, but he didn't see it. So, right. Your, your heart's supposed to be pounding for Miguel at that moment. Exactly. Exactly. And, and, and there's that moment where, oh my God, did he see, did he see like you're freaking out, but, but he didn't see it. So, um, yeah, because if, if like. I, I didn't do this, but if you go back and kind of watch it slower, like his his thumb swipes and and he basically looks away as that picture is switching it's, to it's coming up, yeah, right. And then and then when we see it again, it's open, right? Like that the picture mm-hmm. is right there, but he's not looking at it. That, that that's when he hands Miguel back the phone, right? So, right. But yeah, yep. Uh, thank you for that, James. Uh, and there's a few other comments on here as well. I'm just gonna kind of glance over it real quick. Uh, this next one uh, comes from uh, Mikey. He says, I expected to see or hear something about Sato since we knew about Daniel going to Okinawa in season three. Uh, it was great to see him in a flashback. I actually thought Tanner played the whole pepper thing pretty well. I didn't think he actually ate it, but Tanner is a magician, so he probably knows uh, slate of hand pretty Slate of hand, slate of hand, slate, slate of slate, yeah, slate of hand, yeah, slate of hand, pretty well. I thought the parallel stories of two sons getting to know their long lost dads was interesting. I was really worried for Miguel, but not as worried as I was for Chosen in that dinner scene. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it was the most tense scene that I have watched in a long time. It was uh, written so well. There were several lines and moments where you thought that Terry knew. Also, Chosen explaining about the importance of honor uh, left me choked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, it was it was really great. Like uh that's I, I always pointed to episode two um when people were asking my thoughts about season five, you know, before that came out, you know, having seen the screeners, I just kept on talking about like, yeah, there's just very intense moments and blah blah blah. Like it, though mm-hmm. when I said intense, it was always about episode two. <laughs> you know, a lot more sequences, but that's that's one that, that came up to me is like well, Chosen's going to Terry's house. He's there by himself. He doesn't mm-hmm. know what Terry's capable of. Like he only hears it from Daniel. So, yeah, I completely agree. So, uh, thank you, Mikey, for all of that. And again, there's a bunch of different comments on there. I'm gonna have to go back and read some of these comments. Um, so we got the next one from Anne. She says a few things here. Uh, my favorite part of the episode was definitely chosen the mole. I loved his interaction with Tori, which I think had an M- impact on her uh, actions moving forward. Agreement with Chris notwithstanding. Uh, I was also scared the whole time he was in uh, Silver's Mansion. I thought something had to be poisoned, uh, whether the whiskey or the food. But when Choison toasted with Kari, I knew he was found out. Great callback to 304 where Kumiko specifically corrected Daniel at the bar. So there we go. I missed that one. Wow. Did yeah, you... I got to go. No, I missed that. I'd have to check. Yeah, wow. it ends great too with her because uh, she she's also uh, I, you know apologies if I got this wrong. I think she's Dawn Flower in the Cobra Guys's dojo. Hmm. Yeah, she she's one of the one of the dojo members, so she always always leaves feedback too. So uh, and and uh, I got to meet Anne um, when I went down for Paley Fest. So 
Um, let's see. <laughs> she continues. Uh, also, love the graffiti. Shout out to Mark, a.k.a. Let's Be Water. I didn't mm-hmm. even notice the graffiti on the van until my third or fourth rewatch. And I would love to hear the story about how that all went down. Well, Anne, hopefully you heard it. Uh, also, the eyebrowless dude in the chili contest looks very alien and reptilian. I couldn't put my finger on why he looks so weird, but it's the eyebrows or lack thereof. And that's probably it. Um I'm going to add this because it's Amy. She says, I'm pretty sure that it's almost his perfectly square head. He had a Dick Tracy villain look about him. <laughs> uh, great movie. I love that uh, Dick Tracy movie with Warren Beatty. Uh, and the last one comes from Jera, who has seen the musical three times, I feel. Her and Anne, they, they went to go see the musical. Um Let's see, she says, although Chosen got found out by Terry, I do love the fact that Terry tried to teach him a lesson by having the other senseis try to take him down. Chosen is so badass that he took down all six of the senseis by himself. Mm-hmm. Sensei Joe is also one of my favorite songs from the soundtrack. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We haven't really talked about the soundtrack, but yes, it's out two volumes. I mm-hmm. I like the second volume better, but, you know, to each their own. Um Johnny and Robbie continuing to bond was great. The pepper eating contest was awesome. I love Johnny trying to learn Spanish, his pronunciation of hombre, and that he says oh. Hector the Salazar is quite amazing. <laughs> do you have any thoughts on that? Well, why does he say the Salazar, do you think? Do you, so my reasoning is that I I, I felt that uh, he, Johnny thinks that like Salazar isn't just his last name, that it, like, it actually means something. It's so like a title. Like, yeah. <laughs> the, the Salazar. Like, uh, does he think that it means like the salamander or something? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And also, Sholo's acting is so good in the emotional scenes. That boy makes me cry just by looking at his facial expressions. He's good. Sholo's really good. Uh, yeah, with those emotional boys. Like, he always does like that open mouth cry. And that gets me every time because I feel that's so real. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that, that's that's the end of the feedback. I want to thank everyone, you know, for for leaving that. That was that was that was uh, like a lot, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just a, a, lot, a lot of good uh, comments there. Uh, anything else that, that stuck out to you from from all that I read that you want to touch on? Um, yeah, one thing it, uh, going back to the the opening scene with Sato. I think another thing that I never thought we would get more Sato like that. I I thought like in season three when. Daniel's in Okinawa and we get like a brief update or recap on Sato when he's talking to the woman and she's like, Oh, Mr. Sato saved Tomi village. You know, he reinvested and everything. Like, I remember thinking like, okay, that's just going to be what we get from Sato for the yeah. series. You know, they, they, they crossed that off. They gave us, they filled us in and what happened and, and like that was it. And I think that's also partially why I liked that flashback when, um, you know, he was back there uh, because because I also wasn't expecting it. Um, so, so yeah, seeing more, so, yeah, yeah. I I think I think uh, the probably the majority of us did not expect to see young Sato, but it makes sense, right? Like you got chosen in every episode, which we we didn't know. I I thought he was going to be like maybe in half of the episodes. Like I I really had no idea. Uh, never really thought it through to be honest with you, but um, you know, like. I, I, I got to figure out where I said it. I, I wonder if it's prop bets, probably prop bets, where I was like, I, I feel there's going to be like a, you know, m- maybe a Sato flashback, like we'll kind of get that relationship. Um, but but having chosen there, like you could, not that you have to, but I feel like it kind of makes sense to kind of also honor like that, that second movie, you know, with those mm-hmm. characters as well. And also like, 
Uh, I, I do feel like one of Josh's earlier um, Twitter profiles was a picture of, of Sato, you know, where was it him looking at Miyagi from the back or it was one of those sequences. Mm. And um, I, I remember reaching out to him and asking about that. And I, I kind of forget his answer. It was something to the effect of he just thought that, like it was a good shot, you know, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah. And I didn't know if they were ever going to recast. Um, I mean, I, I guess we know, like, I mean, they, while they, you know, recast young crease and silver, um, but then, like, we have those actors, so like, I didn't know, like, are that were would they go back and recast? So, um, because it it to me it leaves the door open. Are they then willing to recast Miyagi, a younger Miyagi? So, because you, you know, I wonder if I have said this somewhere because, like, I I know, like, I've thought of it. I I feel if they do it, it it would be you know, young Miyagi in a flashback that they they would recast. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, uh, it, it makes sense with Sato because he's not Mr. Miyagi. You know, he's <laughs> a character that most people probably don't even think of, you know, that don't really care for that second movie. Uh, yeah. So the, so to me, that makes sense. And um, I may have even said like, oh, if they brought back Sato, maybe it was like a body double like Miyagi. But that was that was, you know, kind of quote unquote present time. Right. I mean, even mm-hmm. though that was a right. bit of a flashback, um, that's more like Karate Kid present time. Uh, so mm-hmm. if if they were going to do something like Sato from like any any timeline from the movies, maybe it's also like from the back um, kind, mm-hmm. kind of thing. But yeah, I I feel we could get a uh, a recasting of uh, Mr. Miyagi, but I would prefer a prequel of a Mr. Miyagi. Uh, right, if they or... recast it for, it's for <laughs> yeah. the series, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, see, watch Party's video uh, post uh, Mind of a Soldier. <laughs> Yeah, it's, 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 it's back there, but if you look it up, yeah, it's there. Uh, yeah. Oh, that was the other thing I thought, like, if if there's a Miyagi prequel and maybe we have a Sato now to play the part oh. and now we just need the, the Miyagi. <laughs> like, Yeah, we got Young Chosen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chosen. You got everybody. We got even got Kim Sung Young, you know, we can have that mm-hmm. Sato where it's like, mm-hmm. no, I got here first, punk. <laughs> like, <laughs> these are my American soldiers that I'm trading, yeah. you know. Uh, so, yeah. That's so many possibilities, right? Like, you know, could they could they open up a Miyagi verse kind of like the MCU? You know, like these are established characters. Could these spinoffs work? You know, like pre season five, if you asked me about like a chosen spinoff, well, I'd want it. I don't know if everybody else is gonna. But then after season mm-hmm. season five, it's like, how do you not want a chosen spinoff? <laughs> at yeah. this point, like like he. Uh, such a badass, and people love badasses. Look, look, look at Johnny. You know, we watched season one. We're like, man, Johnny's a badass. Look at him. Yeah. <laughs> you know. And so yeah, we we like to root for people, and uh, mm-hmm. even when they're like, you know, a little bit of anti-hero too. Like we like those guys, mm-hmm. Walter White, for example. Come on. Right. Yeah. So, uh, any other last comments, thoughts? Um, I think that's it for now. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. It, it is definitely one of the top episodes of the season. I don't, I, I can't rank them yet, but um, definitely a, it's a very well constructed episode. Um, yeah, that's that's a great word. Well constructed. Um, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and may, maybe maybe we can rank uh after we're done with like five ten. So we'll see. <laughs> so uh, watch party. I mentioned the uh nerf talk video. Do you uh? I feel like you did tease. Was it like a Terry Silver and a Chosen fight coming up that you're work, working on now? Yes, yes. Oh, I'm gonna do that next, and we'll do some season six predictions on the channel too. And 
there was also a Terry Silver video earlier this week. So um, definitely uh, the content and the stuff and analysis and predictions will keep coming. There we go. And I've teased it uh, on the last episode, but the upcoming interviews, uh, I, I mentioned earlier that AJ Hicks, uh, his interview is out. Uh, the next ones at the time of this recording, uh, I have Julia Macchio coming out, uh, Gianni DiCenzo. Those have been recorded. It's just going to be a matter of me putting them out, uh, space them out a little bit. You know, I've been pumping out a lot of episodes. I know you guys like them. Uh, Vanessa Rubio. So uh, some of your guys' mm, favorite uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, characters coming back. So uh, that's going to do it. Watch Party Work. Can people find you if they want to give you a follow if they haven't yet already? I am on YouTube at Watch Party. Uh, that's where most of my videos and stuff. I do stream at least every Sunday, 3.30 Eastern. I've been doing some streams Friday night. I don't know. We'll keep that up. But And also on Twitter and Instagram, Watch Party 1, if you want to drop in, say hi, anything like that. So. All right. And for me, uh, if Twitter is your thing, I am at Cobra Kai Pod and on Instagram at Cobra Kai Companion, Companion with a K. Check out the website, bookmark it if you like the interviews. I will be posting all the interviews there. I'm probably two behind, which is not bad. It wasn't like 20 something, you know, prior to season five. Mm -hmm. So I have most of them up there. You know, I have the the links to the YouTube channel and also Spotify uh, just because, um, you know, I didn't want to do like, oh, Here's a link to Apple. You don't use Apple. So I feel Spotify is easier for people to stream if if they want to stream it from work or things like that. So uh, thank you guys, as always, for uh, your continued support. And until the next episode, look at this MMA grab-ass bullshit. Haven't you done enough, princess?